do, 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 do. No, no whiskey, bro? Do you want some? Yeah, hell you want yeah. want a drink? Yeah. Really? Why Damn. not, bro? You've had a long day. Okay, let's day drink. Hold yeah, on. let's get a little... Okay. You Why pause it? not? Okay. No, you guys talk, I'll get it. Okay, Jamie's going to get the booze. Look at that. Jamie leaves us alone to get the booze. Thank Look you, Jamie. Real, real pro. Get some ice, too. Beautiful. So, a lot of fucking shit going on, man. A lot of shit going on. How about that Colby Covington fella, huh? Bro. Dude, everybody better shut the fuck up now. He's for real. He's for real. Anybody who didn't think he was for real after that Robbie Lawler fight, you got to go, wow. Well, the problem is, is he talks so much shit, which I find hilarious. And it's, you're tuning in to watch him lose. Yeah. Which is, he's doing it right. Because in all honesty, we like him because we're balls deep in UFC and MMA. But like my brother, who's not that big of a fan, is like, this is all he does? I'm like, I know. You, you got to understand, though, what he's doing this guy is amazing. And he's yeah. going to do it for five rounds for 25 minutes and he wears you out. It's, to me, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. But it's, not, but it's not entertaining for a general fan, typically. He's not knocking dudes out. He's mm. Not a lot of submissions. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for, no. the, for the general fan, like, oh, and this guy talks all this shit. But he's doing it right because talking all that shit, you're like, dude, I want to see this guy get fucked up. Even John Jones posted, uh, you let everyone down. You know, like uh, uh, Robbie Lawler let everybody down. You know what I'm saying? Because he wants, everybody wants Colby to lose. Right. Kobe's doing exact. He, everyone's playing into his game plan. I love it. Well, that's how Floyd Mayweather became so rich. Floyd Mayweather did not become so rich because his fights were so exciting. His fights in his early career were way more exciting. He was a savage early yeah, on. He could go put forward. At yeah. risk, but he broke his hands a bunch of times. Correct. And you know, and also realized like this is not the way to have a long career and walk out of it with all your brains intact. Well, think remember think how good John Fitch was. Oh, yeah. He was a monster. Sure. Nice guy, true professional, beat mm -hmm. some of the very best, was tough to beat. Didn't talk shit, though, so no one really cared. So as soon yep. as he had some issues, remember he was like, hey, I don't like the way my face looks in that video game. UFC was like, cool, you're cut. Like, what the fuck? I'm 20 and 0, man. Yeah, I think they cut him just because of... Uh, but either one of those is good. This is all we have in this room. We have a bunch of that... Um, What's the Buffalo the, the Buffalo Trace. Do we have Buffalo Trace in the back? I don't trust skinny bottles. Yeah, it seems weird, right? Yeah. It's for girls. I don't trust skinny it's girls girl or skinny bottles, bro. Canadian whiskey and maple syrup. No, Wait can't do maple. I'm keto, bro. Are you really? Straight keto. Bro. Are you? When did that happen? I sent, I sent you and Brian a text. Your, your boy what was happened? up to 273. Dude, you got to 273? <laughs> <laughs> What were you eating? Road life, dog. Oh, road dog. Road life. Because when yeah. I when I get into towns and there's all this, you know, if you're in Nashville, in Philly, wherever, mm -hmm. there's great food. So yep. I was just eating and drinking at night, mm -hmm. and no one said anything to me. I hear you. No and one said anything. No. And then I remember I went to right, Hawaii. I went to Hawaii. I was looking at the other dads. I'm like, damn, these dads are in shape. I look like shit. And my girl's like, no, you look fine. Everyone was lying, man. Mm -hmm. I got on the scale. It's not fine. Your boy's been keto for 14 days. I feel 14 great. 14 days. 14 days straight, This is going to knock you out of keto anyway, though. This is whiskey. There's no sugar in whiskey. There's not? Nope. It's alcohol. The, but there's no sugar in it. But alcohol doesn't convert to... Cheers, my brother. Cheers, brother. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Alcohol doesn't convert into sugar? I don't think so. Especially think whiskey. Because whiskey and vodka are safe on ketogenic diet. Oh. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it's, it's two in the afternoon, bro. Yeah. Two in the afternoon. Bonafide alcoholic now. Day drinking. I'm like a super shitty rum light. It's fun to uh, drink a little bit before a show, right? Oh, nothing better, man. Get you take you that started me on it. I'm hey, like, hey, I feel hey, good hey. up here. 
I'm messing around. Yeah, you get loose. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be tight. Definitely no. don't want to be tight. No, you, do. um, you don't so want to drink your problem either. But. The Kobe Covington thing is, um, look, what he did, if, if, you, if you want to put it in perspective for a regular person, Robbie Lawler is one of the biggest fucking savages to ever compete in a sport. He's an animal. And Kobe shut him down. He shut everything down. He shut his entire game down. And he did it with an unprecedented work rate. He made he was punching one punch every two seconds. Nuts. Which is nuts. I mean, that is for to do that over five fucking rounds against one of the greatest welterweights of all time and Robbie Famer. Lawler and win every single fucking round. Some 10-8 rounds, yeah, I thought. For I was sure. like, oh, this isn't even close. Yeah, I mean, not even close. I mean, Robbie occasionally would swing and connect, and then Kobe would immediately hit him three or four times more and then take him down or clinch with him and beat him up and... It was amazing. Kobe striking's not terrible either. It's very he looked good. pretty damn good. It's very technical, and the the volume the volume is incredible. But here here's my thing: if if I'm fighting Kobe, like if I'm uh, Carmelo Usman, if I'm fighting Kobe, I'm getting a guy like Cam Haynes. If I see my opponent running with Cam Haynes, yeah. I'm I'm reaching out to another ultra marathoner, figuring it out. Well, Kamaru can't run. That's right. He can't do road work. His but knees are still, fucked up. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's not getting any better. His knees are mangled. But he's, he's doing an, something right. Well, his cardio is off the charts, too, but it's just he does different things. You can do a lot of different things to work your Swimming cardio. Swimming and you stuff? Sure. Swimming. Um, you can do a lot the of- the, the Yeah, the uh, assault bike. Um, you know, the um, that echo bike that Rogue makes, that is as good the as Jacob fucking Ladder. anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, Dude, that uh, Peloton, I feel like it's lying to me. I work out every morning on that thing. I've Why never been thicker. Yeah, but you're eating like an animal. Still, it says I burned 1,000 calories. You probably I ate 4,000. <laughs> Dude, I don't think so, man. I'm telling you, I think I full of shit. I see those food truck diaries. You need to stop lying. <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> those food truck diaries. Thinking, you're going hard in those I'm food going truck hard diaries. In the, and I'm the only one eating, if you ah! notice. <laughs> yeah, because the, the guest is talking. So tell me how you got started. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lobster fucking sandwiches and shit. Pizza nonstop. Yeah, yeah no shit, Brandon. Right you're 270. Yeah, that's what I happens. I can't fight a heavyweight man. right now, man. That's what happens. It's um, hard. But if I'm a Camaro, obviously cardio's not a problem for him. But man, Colby, I, have you ever seen him tired? Ever? No, no. no. I mean, he had that one loss in the UFC, but that was particularly because he came into the fight injured, took the fight on short notice. But he's, he's got an amazing style. That style of wrestling and striking and... As a person who's fascinated by tactics, right? Yep. Like his tactics are incredible because he's he's got great discipline to never he's never bites down his mouthpiece and throws as hard as he can. Never. Everything is like a calculated uh, the the output is all the same. It's just constant, constant. Bang, 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 kick, bang, 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 punch, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, he doesn't even really fire power right. shots. Like no. he's like, "Oh, no, this is a marathon." Yeah, like exactly. I'm going to wear Everything your ass out. It's just con it's all the same pace. It's all he's just constantly hitting you, constantly moving forward, constant volume. And it seemed like Robbie was waiting for him to pause in front of him. Or like, get a little tired so he could fire shots yes. off. And the bobbing and weaving that Robbie was doing, like, what was all that about? He had to like, be tired. I mean, I guess so. Doing all that bobbing and weaving, like, oh, yeah. tiresome. That's I was like, damn. rough that, on the core. Yeah, man. That's rough on the core. Try bobbing and weaving for a minute. If you're at home, just try doing this for a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. You get real tired. And Robbie's just trying to avoid getting beat up. I mean, this punch is just It's relentless. Coming. They never end. And what's funny, too, about Colby 
is love him or hate him, is he doubles down because he got on the mic and his line about yeah. Matt Hughes. Oh, my God. Dude, I was watching in, in I was where was I? I was in oh Nashville. I was watching in the room with uh, Derek Post and Hassan uh, Ahmad, my openers. And uh, when they said that, they were aware of uh, Matt Hughes, and they go, "That's ridiculous." I'm like, "That's fantastic." <laughs> it's a because it, it it is messed up, but yes. that's his character, man. Right. He's a heel, and he just doubled down so hard, so hard. Because Matt Hughes is really close with Robbie Lawler, and he said, "You think." <laughs> What he said, for those that didn't want to fight, he goes, you would think Robbie Lawler would take uh, a lesson from his boy Matt Hughes and get off the train tracks when a train is coming. He's just all fair and love and more, yeah? the most controversial, ruthless shit that he could say. And here's what else. So we're impressed by his tactics, right? You know what's even more impressive as a former fighter? It's stressful enough fighting another grown man you're underwear in steel cage especially when they're really good it's fucking stressful now imagine talking all that shit yeah. and you gotta re- deal with the consequences people hate you yeah and he's a good dude yeah uh, talk to cam Haynes. he's a, a different guy great guy yeah so he's a normal dude outside but he has to deal with all that pressure and still perform then get on the mic i wonder if he's ever just in bed just like God damn, dude. Let me tell you These something. death threats are getting real old. After that fight, he has a real shot at being a world champion. A real shot. I know he was already the interim world champion. Those don't count, though, After do that they? fight, they don't count. No. And well, you know how you know they don't count? They stripped him, and he didn't even lose. Yeah, it doesn't matter. How does that make any no. sense? He, they stripped him because he didn't want to fight again quickly after a five-round fucking war with RDA. And he needed surgery. Yeah, it's but, crazy. Uh, but also they don't count either because your contract doesn't, you don't get, when you're a champ, your contract, you get bumped up to higher pay. Interim champs don't get bumped up. Right. What it was What was the surgery for? Um, I, It was something, it, uh, I feel like in his face. Oh, like, like a, sinus? Yeah, something yes. major. Yeah. yeah, something like a deviated septum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, he's a fucking... A f- he's a phenomenal fighter. But now I mean, think about this. You take his style, he doesn't go backwards, wrestling, cardio. Kamaru Usman doesn't go backwards, wrestling, cardio. Yeah. The only t- thing I see, I would imagine Kamaru's going to be a slight favorite because of his power. Yeah. The one kind of distinguishing kind of factor is Kamaru has a lot more power. Right. Kamaru. He can knock you out. Kamaru, Neither one's a knockout artist. But, right. Kamaru can knock people out, though. But, but, but it's, it's but not his trait. It's not what he probably can knock people out, too, but his approach is to throw everything at like 50, 60%. He was slanging some early in that first round against yes. Robbie. They were exchanging. If it yes. would have connected, it could have been trouble for either guy. For either guy. They, he was getting Robbie's respect. And I yeah. think that was the strategy that you, ha- you kind of have to wade through the fire with Robbie in the beginning because he's coming hard. You know, he's coming he's hard. Coming. He's coming hard. Now, here's the question for you is what's more impressive, what Colby did to Robbie Lawler or what Kamaru Usman did to Tyrone Woodley? It's a very good question. Well, obviously, Tyrone Woodley was the champion and Robbie Lawler was several years removed from the title. So you have to look at it that way, right? Tyron took the title from Robbie with a one-punch knockout. And Robbie's had some some losses since then. Some wars, dude. Yeah, some wars since then. The Ben Askren fight in particular. Tomorrow beat Woodley when he was fucking Woodley. Yes, yes. But 
according to many people, Woodley was injured going into that fight. He's had some pretty significant problems with his hand. Something was up with him. Yes. He just seemed yes. off. And he's also, I mean, I don't know how much of a factor this is, but he also released a record with Wiz Khalifa. He was rapping. He yeah, was doing- He had his TMZ show. He's doing a lot. Of, and I love the fact that he's doing that because Tyron Woodley's a smart man. He realizes he's in his 30s and how much more time does he have as an athletic Oh, he's very career. talented in all Very talented. Very aspects. smart. And his rapping's good, man. I listened to his shit. I didn't mind it's it either. Good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's not cringy at all. No. It's fucking good. You could you could see him being a successful rapper. 100%. He'll be successful in whatever he does after Anything fighting. Anything he does. Yeah. Anything he does. He's smart. He's ambitious. He's been he, in a thousand he, movies. He grinds. Yes. He's a fucking hardworking man. But Great guy. But he wants that title back, right? So he's on the grind right now to try to get that title back. And- the, the the beating that Usman put on him was fucking sensational. One of the most impressive performances. Whatever, if if Woodley had one arm, whatever. But I didn't know that going in. Just, just seeing what he did to Woodley, shot him down. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. it he looked like he broke him. Yeah, which was crazy because even Woodley in the corner, he didn't Wood. And I don't know if you had Woodley on since. Uh, no. He just didn't look like he was there. Like no. he wasn't present. Like it didn't look like your normal world champion Woodley. What is is Woodley scheduled for a fight right now? I don't think so. I think he's trying to heal up. And have you, you know. He was supposed to fight Robbie again. Yeah. yeah. But here's the other thing. Did you know, you know, remember Woodley had that whole kind of back and forth with Dana and all that. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, forget who he, he's told this to, but they asked him if, if you could do it all over again with the way you handled the UFC, would you do it? And he goes, no, it was exhausting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that again. What was exhausting? Fighting with UFC, kind of. Oh, you know, remember yeah. he was like anti Dana. Yeah. It, ne it never works out for anyone, does it? Well, I get their perspective that they want respect and you know they want to be treated like a champion. And you know, I I felt like my my personal feeling was that he wasn't being represented correctly in terms of the way they were talking about his fights. Hundred percent. I felt like he was fighting in, especially me as a, a fan of tactics. Like he was fighting. Wonder Boy for two fights, and Wonder Boy is the most difficult guy in the fucking sport to look good against. He's so difficult to look good against. But the first fight was amazing. It was great. Great fight. And again, he was the one who was doing the damage. Wonder Boy is one of the best strikers to ever fight in MMA. He knocked Wonder Boy down. He had Wonder Boy hurt. Wonder Boy never had him hurt. Nope. But he fought an intelligent fight to deal with the tactics that Wonder Boy provides. Like, you can't chase Wonder Boy. You can't go after him. He will fucking catch you with a counter strike. So what he did is he made Wonder Boy lead. He weighed for his openings. He stayed patient. It wasn't a lot of action. But when brilliant. he delivered. He opened up Agreed. and he, he landed a fucking haymaker in the first fight, had him really badly hurt. And he did the same thing in the second fight, had him really badly hurt in a couple spots. He's also one of the most active champions. But you got to be able to say that. Like, if you're a fan of the sport, like, what I would say, if I was in Dana White shoes and I was talking about that fight, I would say, if you're a fan of the sport, you got to understand that there are certain fighters where it's very difficult to look good against. I understand that if you're a fan and you want blood and you want chaos, it didn't really quite live up to your expectations, but that's not what this sport is all about. What this sport is all about is two incredibly talented and well-trained killers, and they're going after each other, and they're both trying to figure out the openings to win, and Tyron was able to win, and he was able to win against one of the most difficult guys in the division, and you know, there's but they didn't be, do that, did but, they? No, they didn't. But there's going to be guys where he looks amazing against, like fucking uh, Darren Till. He made Darren Till. He shut Darren Till down. 
Darren Till. That's a, that's, that's a shame to me. The, yes. Dar- the Darren Till story right now, and his story's not over. He's a young kid, but the way he was handled, and I know you know they've exploded guys in the spotlight, and it does work out. But that, and that is professional sports. That's UFC. But with Darren Till, you look at all the talent that he had. And it's just man. He's still got talent. Oh no, he he's gonna be fine. He's so big. It's fucking tough, man. I think he's cutting way too much weight to make one seventy. I really do. I mean, he's that kid. You stand next to him, he looks like a light heavy. I'm with you. I, and I've always been the guy who goes, man. Guys should grow up weight classes. And now when Max Holloway went to fifty five against Dustin Poirier, didn't, you know, it was a good fight, but it looks way better at forty five. Well, wait about Luke Dustin Rockhold Poirier. Eighty five. But Dustin Poirier going to one fifty five made his career. He was 145, no, he was struggling, goes to 55, he makes his great. career. I know. I mean, I now know. he's the Dos Anjos at 70, there's, there's sure. a bunch of cases for it. Well, Dos Anjos at 70, though, has not won the title. And but he started off hot as fuck, yes. and he's running some problems. But he's running into he's a also lot of really older, tough though. guys. Yes. Yeah, he's older. Yes. He's running a lot of really tough guys. But like Rockhold from 85 to 205, yeah. I was shouting from the rooftops, this is the guy that maybe can compete with uh, yeah. John Jones, and then he got in there and just looked slow, lethargic. Mm-hmm. Just a different game. He didn't look good. Like Weidman, I think, is going to be great at 205. But Jan Blachowicz looked great. You got to think about this was like a, a showcase fight for him. And he's a big fucking strong guy. And when he clipped him with that left guy. hook and knocked him out. For sure. I mean, Luke, it, Luke didn't look like himself. He looked slower, no. hesitant. He's had injuries. He's a model, bro. Yeah, he's a model. Straight, like like real model. Mo- yeah. But he's spraying like perfume on him in commercials. Like, what are you doing? <sighs> Making bank, bro. I and guess. Fucking, and busting nuts. I guess so. Making bank and busting nuts. That's that what he's doing, Joe. But right now he's drinking through a straw. Yeah, I know. It's shit. Yeah. yeah I mean, hey, that's why all don't fight. With his jaw wired shut. Spray cologne and bust nuts. Well, it might be what he's doing from now on. But I, when think, I think it is. But when you're a world champion in the back of his head, it's probably that feeling of being a world champion. When he beat Chris, Chris Weidman, probably the greatest feeling of his life. But he's also had real problems with that shin. They they let him fight with that shin sleeve I, it, on. Looks, I was and really, he was kicking with it and shit. I it, know. For people who don't know what we're talking about, he had a massive staph infection. Horrible. And he had to get skin grafts on his shin, and it's still fucked up. Here's the thing about Luke, though, and I love Luke, and he knows this. He's a friend of mine, but he's had a great, long-ass career, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, to me, that's not a sad story. If Darren Till doesn't become champion, that's a sad story. Luke Rockhold's been a world champion at Strike Force mm-hmm. in the UFC. He's Smashed beat, Machida. Dude, he's beat some yeah. of the very best guys in the world. He's a dime piece. He's fine. He, he's made his legacy. Yeah. So, to me, the shame is that a guy like Darren Till if he doesn't bounce back yeah maybe but I think Luke Rockhold really believes that he could get back into the the kind of form that he was in when he was the world champion I just don't think he can ever make 185 again and 205 is a different animal there are enormous men that are dropping down to 205 and he looked like like he was carrying weight he was jacked. Yeah, he, he looked was like, huge. He looked slow. Yeah, he looked real in slow. In comparison lethargic. to how he looked, yeah, I, mean, I agree. He got to think you got twenty extra pounds on you. That, but that's what he walks around at. That? You right. know what I'm saying? He walks around that way. I think he might have put weight on too, and to cut down to two hundred five so he could be a big two hundred five, and that might have been part of the problem. Two hundred five is kind of popping these days. It was a little <laughs> sad. It was Struggle City about a year ago. A lot of killers. A lot of killers. But no one that is a real promising threat to John Jones. Santos put on a fucking show. Put on Thiago and, Santos and, and blew a, out with one leg. Yeah, yeah, and I knew his neck, leg was blew out early I d- on. I didn't. And then when they told me he tore his ACL, MCL, menisc, yeah. everything, I like, and he still competed like that. I could tell early in the first. He threw something early in the first. You could see his leg go. Yeah, I could. You you said something about yeah. it, right? Yeah, oh, I something's that. going on. Although I will say this: as Santos is bad as fuck. And then before that, Anthony Smith both. 
amazing mm-hmm. fighters. John's getting a little older. John's getting a little older, and, and I think there's a guy, and you know, I think John's the greatest of all time, hands down, no argument. But he, I think there's starting to be a little chink in his armor, maybe. You think so? What yeah. Makes you say that? Well, with Santos, there there was some. Santos a fucking savage man. Santos a sh- savage for sure. And John fought him stand up for some strange reason. I was surprised, especially with Santos's fucked up leg. That John, John didn't that take performance him down. didn't blow me away by John. No. by no means. And no. Santos had one leg. I didn't understand that performance. Uh, yeah, I don't I know felt, why he didn't take him down. Right. I felt like John is one of the best wrestlers in the fucking sport. He took down Daniel Cormier. He submitted it, fucking Leo Machida. Yeah. I mean, uh, Vitor Belfort, Rampage uh, Jackson, Ryan Bader. He he, he's amazing. Take, yeah, he could take him down. I wonder I just, what was going on there. And the guy's got one knee. I mean, he can't even it's walk. Very, right. It's very. The game plan was very strange. But I saw that and went well. And here, here's where I was thinking with that is, will John go undefeated? Probably. I bet a good amount of money on that. But there's a guy like like a. I don't think you can sit on the outside and beat John like a Reyes, like a guy who's super technical and long. You're not going to outsmart John on the outside. It's not happening. I think it's going to come from a guy like Johnny Walker who throws like a spinning heel kick. Johnny Walker's John. fighting someone good. Who's he fighting? He's fighting your boy who was just on, the wrestler, the the black dude. Oh, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson. They were talking that's shit to each other. That's in, that's in New York. Ooh, that's a good. Corey, ha- Corey has crazy cardio. That's a great crazy fight. Crazy cardio. Let's see what if yes. Johnny Walker's. Because if you beat yep. Corey Anderson, you're ready to go. Yeah. You beat him, we're going Sizzler. Yes, yes. Or if Corey beats him, he's going Sizzler. Corey's, Walker, Corey's, Corey's already Anderson. there. Corey, Corey's already an elite guy. Well, he is an elite guy, but he's not being talked about in terms of a title shot. Because of his that's style. very frustrating to him. Yeah, but that style is fucking hard to handle, man. He's doesn't a, matter. They're not in the business of that. But look at fucking, look at Colby Covington. It's a similar style, just constant pressure. Yeah, you're right. And, you know. But he, he talks a lot of shit Colby did to get there. Yeah, well, Corey's a really nice guy. And his nice guys finish last, don't bullshit. they? Bullshit. Sometimes they win. Really? Yes. No, he can win for he's, sure. He's the dark It's going to take a division. lot of work, though. Yep. To get there. Like, yep. you, like let, let's say you have a guy like, let's say you have a guy who's um, like uh, Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. He's going to catapult to the front before a guy you who's talking super about nice. the personality. Yes. Yes. Catapult. Yes. The UFC's going to go, rocket ship, go. Isn't that crazy, though, that that's like part of the sport? Part of the sport is how much money can you generate because it's not just about how well you perform as yeah, a fighter. It's about how many people are interested in you fighting. It's crazy. It's crazy. But that's the nature of the beast, well, isn't that's it? that's why I hope that having a guy like Corey on my podcast or you having him on your podcast lets people know what a great guy this is. Like, this is a guy to root for. He's a great guy. I agree. And he can fight his fucking ass off. I agree. But the casuals don't, for whatever reason, they don't gravitate towards it. Well, if he wins, they will. If, well, you just got to become undeniable, yes. which he's, he's slowly getting yes, there. Yes, he's slowly getting there. And he's got one of the best trainers in the fucking world. You know, Mark Henry is the shit. And, the best, yep. And his camp is fucking fantastic. It's got Marlon and Frankie. And oh, he'll get just, a title shot. He'll yeah, title I think shot. so too. And pff, You know who's another nice bring guy? Bring a fucking lunch. You better pack a lunch if you're fighting Corey. But here's where nice guys don't finish last. If the guy they're fighting is down to play the game via DC John Jones. DC's as nice as they come. Yep. Doesn't talk shit. Him versus Stipe, especially the first fight, not a, but that sells just off their talents. Mm-hmm. But if you can get a guy like Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor, yes. Jose's nice as they come. Yep. Then you get this fucking Irish tidal wave. <laughs> and everyone's like, I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. And then Jose Aldo, even though he's one of the greatest of all time at 45, everyone tuned in. And then he, he kind of took a lot of fans with him. Even, mm-hmm. even though he lost, he was this huge star. Yep. That could happen for Corey with John Jones. Yeah. 
Although John 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 Johnson doesn't really talk shit. He's just a bad guy. He'll talk shit to DC though. Him and D- him and DC hate each other. Yeah, that's Dude, interesting. John Jones DC for the heavyweight title. I think that's the future. You do. If Stipe wins in this uh, in this fight that's next weekend, next week, I think that Stipe fights John Jones as heavyweight, and John Jones moves up to heavyweight and tries to win the title. Agree. And then DC fights John Jones for the heavyweight title when John's the champion. If John can beat Stipe, or if Stipe can beat DC, and then Stipe can beat John Jones, and they have a, I mean, depending on how the fight goes. Look, the bottom line is. DC knocked Stipe senseless. One round. Knocked him out cold for the title. It wasn't a dominating fight. I mean, he, he did knock him out. Doesn't matter. Boom. Oh, out I'm goes with, the lights. He's I'm the champ. You. 100% He's the champ, knocked champ. him out cold. If he can beat him again, man, and, and say, John Jones! He's going to. He's too smart. Together. Yeah. If he does that, oh, God dude. damn. Biggest fight in UFC history? Yes. At heavyweight? It would be enormous. What is this? Pound for pound, Daniel Cormier, number two, Khabib, number three, John Jones. Come on. Settle down, folks. Those? Settle down, whoever's doing that. Come on, Hick, but also. John Jones, listen they to fought. me. They John but Jones they fought. beat him twice. He's undefeated. He's beaten every fucking human being he's ever competed against in real life. Okay? Every single one. There's one loss in his career. It's a nonsense loss. They're trying to reverse. I 100% support reversing that loss. 100%. At the very least, make it a no contest. John dominated that fight, smashed him. There's no fucking way that's a loss. There's if no- I was the UFC, I'd just mark it as he's undefeated. Yes. In fact, I wouldn't even he's acknowledge undefeated. that. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck, even acknowledge fuck that. Fuck your athletic commission. Ask Matt Hamill as night went. Watch the fight. Did you see Matt Hamill? We'll talk shit to He's John. talking shit. Let's have a rematch. Like what? Bro. Are you crazy, bro? You want to lose your fucking vision too? What are you doing? <laughs> dude, just stop. Get some shit for that. Just stop all that. <laughs> hey, dude, Hamill, stop. be cool though. Just you know what I'm saying, dude? Cool. Dude, even John went. Come on, bro. He's he wasn't even mean to him. Listen. John just goes. Come on, bro. I'm never fighting you. There's not even a conversation about who's the light heavyweight goat. There's no conversation. No, it's no. What are we talking about? No, John. Anytime you talk pound for pound, John's clearly even that. It's like the only one who was challenging for pound for pound was Mighty Mouse. And Mighty Mouse, you know, the the caveat was that he never beat anybody like John Jones beat. It wasn't the same caliber of fighter. Wasn't a DC. And then when he lost to Henry Cejudo. You go out, well, and by the way, super close fucking decision loss. Very which close. Could have gone yeah, either very way. Close. Could have gone to Mighty Mouse. So you but go, loss is a uh, loss. Loss is a loss. It's like I see Demetrius Johnson and Mighty Mouse and and uh, and John Jones as being a, an argument for number one. But after that, there's no argument, there's and especially in light heavyweight, there's no argument. Nothing. It's John Jones. Everybody else can go pound sand. There's not. It's no one even close. I think John goes to heavyweight. Everybody's fucked too. Although him, him Maybe. versus DC at heavyweight is so much more interesting than light heavyweight because DC knocks dudes out, man. Right, and John Jones, if he goes up, who knows if he will have the same cardio? Who knows if he have the same? If he'll be as fast? There's something about guys going up. Like, look, Luke Rockhold, same same story. He goes up to light heavyweight, and he's got all this extra bulk on him now. See, his I don't think John's going to go up to, well. like, 240. I think he's going to come in at a fucking lean, mean 225, 230. Doesn't cut any weight. That's why he trains out anyways. So. And he just so. fucking does work. Yeah, maybe he just comes in and looks just like John Jones at light heavyweight. He just doesn't cut any weight. And that's all. I mean, I don't know about now, but he, especially back in the day when I was at Jackson's, all he really did is go with heavyweights and well, ragdoll. 
ragdoll him. Ragdoll him. I'll tell you what. When he fought OSP, I talked to uh, Jackson afterwards, and Greg was saying, I don't like the fact that he's been doing all this powerlifting. And, and he goes, and I feel like that played a f- part in this fight. He got so jacked. He did get giant. But I, I didn't think Shout that. I felt, I felt that it was OSP. I feel like OSP rose to the occasion. He's a dangerous guy. He's a super athletic guy. He's big. He's got a powerful left kick. You know, and he's an awkward fighter. OSP fights awkward, and you fuck up, and he catches you with a Southpaw left hook. Southpaw explosive, yes. impossible to take down typically. He's a fucking Von strong guy, man. And yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we're just not giving these guys enough credit because I think because we think so high of John. Yes. Whenever it's close, I'm like, ah, cunt, John had an off night. That's or what maybe I think. these guys are really fucking good. I think OSP rose to the occasion. I have a lot of respect for OSP. When I look at that fight, I think OSP fought a great fight. And he fought with a fucking broken arm. Okay. He fought the entire last round with a broken arm and never even said a thing about it. He was fighting with a fucking broken forearm. He's a beast, He's man. a beast. And that's why I think John didn't look so good in that fight. I disagree that he didn't look good because of the weightlifting, but I don't know him the way Greg Jackson Here's knows Here's the only caveat to that, and I don't want to open this can of worms. That was also the first time he's been under strict testing. That's what the naysayers would say. Well, that is the first time maybe a little Pico wasn't around. And I don't here, know. Here, here's my de- defense of that being a John Jones dick sucker. Even with P- – you can fucking fill up anyone who he fights on whatever PDs you want. He's still beating them. Mm-hmm. Whatever he's doing, if, whether he's taking things or not, the, you could give his freaking opponents as much as they want to. They're not beating that's him. That's a tough argument, though. I don't you know think? If that's nec- yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily true. You fill up Tiago Santos full of fucking Anadrol 50, he might run right Talking through about John that Brazilian Jones. acai. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> might be right. <laughs> he might fucking <laughs> might kick his head off. He, he might throw some fucking That Vitor Bell fourth spinning yeah, kick. who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, I still think John, he, he's just, he's too smart, too technical. I don't know. I, I mean, don't either. Look, but we don't, and we don't have to know. We don't have to know. Because that testing is strict. Yeah. I think I legitimately believe that what he got was through tainted means. And I don't even know if it was supplements. You know, the big theory was that he got cocaine that was laced with creatine. I hope cocaine that's gets the cut problem. with creatine. Apparently, according to someone who I know who really knows their shit, it was deep. I mean, this is not an ex. This is an expert. He said this is very common that when you buy cheap creatine, um, cheap creatine often has other shit in it because you're buying it from China and from other places that have unscrupulous mixing thing. And I listen as one of the owners of on it, I know that this, we never had our stuff test positive for steroids, but what we did have is when we looked at the early batches of alpha brain, we had it independently tested. You know, when we first, when Aubrey and I first, opened on it we didn't know what the fuck we were doing in terms of we hadn't uh, run a supplement company before and there was a lot of learning to do and one of the things that we learned was that when you're buying stuff and then you're having stuff mixed the people that are mixing it if you don't get the very best people you're getting people that mix stuff that don't clean out their vats so you might get winstrol in there. You can get anything in there. We That's never that got shit st- I want. We never got steroids in ours, but probably because with the stuff we're buying is nootropics, which are just uh, nutrients that enhance brain function. So the the people that were selling stuff were selling similar things, vitamins and the like. So, but we did get our stuff tainted in a sense, with other nutrients that weren't supposed to be in there. So then we had to do some investigation, and then we figured out what the problem was, and we adjusted our methods, and we changed the way – we changed the people we work with, and we, we did a lot of different things. But if you're buying cheap creatine, 
That's what that's what Coke dealers Joe, use. Why is he buying cheap creatine? Are oh, you saying the Coke, Coke from Coke. a shady dude? Yeah, he's buying New Mexico Coke. God, I'm not saying he is. You're a millionaire. He might dude. be. Listen, I've smoked some weed from some fucking shady people. Preach. And I'm a millionaire too. Preach. People bring me some weed. If they're my friend, I'm like, all right, bro, smoke some weed. You ain't lying. Yeah. I've ate some sh- weird stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I don't Look, know if I buy it. I don't it. investigate everything I eat. No, never. Dave Chappelle gave me some edibles the other day. I don't know That's where Dave the fuck Chappelle, they came though. from. If, if he's eating it, I'm eating it, bro. They were in a bag. He probably made it himself. I'm pretty sure he ate mushrooms from a fan the other day. <laughs> That's so gangster. Yeah. That's so hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to see uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in America <laughs> at like 1 it? o'clock in the morning. Dave rented out the entire uh, movie theater. We do this fucking sold out show in the Tacoma Dome. We break the all time attendance record for the Tacoma Dome. 25,000 people. It was madness, right? We're flying high. It's insane. It was an insane who, show. Who's, who, who's else is, who opens for you guys? Well, it's Ashley Barnhill. She goes on. She does 10 minutes. And then Ian Edwards goes on. Monster. Murders it. And then I go on. Murdered it. It was a fucking crazy intermission. There's a DJ. He's got a hype man. Chugga, 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 chugga. People are get drinking. Fucking lights and everything. It's madness. Okay. Then Donnell Rawlings show. goes on. Murders. Legend. Murders. Then Dave goes on. Lights the place on fire. Pisses gasoline on the flames. Then afterwards, he and I go on stage together. And, and what do you do together? Q and A with the crowd. <gasps> Donnell's got a microphone. He's what? going into the crowd with twenty fucking five thousand people. People are rushing the stage. It's madness. I mean, madness. What, what questions did you get? Oh, uh, so random shit, rich, bitch. People are just everyone's drunk. I'm sure Dave hates the show. That, by is the way. Five hours old by the time this is happening. Wow. I'm not exaggerating. We go on stage. The show's supposed to start at 8. Probably starts at 8.30. 9, 10, 11, 12. The show was at least, at least three and a half, four hours old by the time it was over. So the show ends like 12.30-ish. We go immediately from the arena straight to a movie theater that David rented out. We have a private screening of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Dave's eating mushrooms that some fucking guy gave him in the crowd. Did you eat them too? No. Too smart for no. that, man. No. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, shame on me. Oh, is that us up there? Yeah. Wow. Bro, it was nuts. It was nuts. Did you like the movie? Yeah. Long, long at 1 in the morning, though. We got out of there at 4.30 in the morning. Then we get on a jet in the mor- at 10. We fly to Salt Lake City, and immediately everybody... Everybody gets a IV vitamin drip with that Dave set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B twelve shots. God These motherfuckers damn. go rock Professionals. style, rock star style. Professional. Dave's got sunglasses on the entire time. The whole crew is getting. He, he has a posse with him. He brings his own photographer. It was madness. Legend. I was like, okay, I see how you guys are doing it. Oh, we get. Oh, by the way, we get picked up at the at the airport in a tour bus. Takes a tour bus ten minutes in a tour bus to the airport or from not? the airport to the hotel. And you're flying. Private, like, I assume. Right. Why, why, why drive around an SUV? We could drive in a fucking tour bus. That's for fucking. It's hilarious. Wow. It's so, so much fun. How did this go? But uh, this is what I was wondering. So, were you and Dave at the store, and Dave was like, who asked who? Like, you're both Titans. Dave called up my, well, he called up his agent, like, I want to do a show with Joe Rogan. And then his agent calls up my agent, and they call me, and I go, I'm in. Let's do it. And then and did then you guys they, text after that? Like, yo, it's going down? No. Or no? We didn't even wow, text. all business. It's all business. You just met at the arena. Well, look, I love that guy. So you guys he, know each other and you see each yeah, other at the store. So he says, you know, when, when they say it, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It sounds like an awesome idea. And I'm free that weekend. Great idea. But it was only like five weeks out. The show sells out in 24 hours. But he doesn't have social media. 
No, but that was the thing is that since he doesn't have social media and I do, it like magnifies everything. Because with all the fucking people that I, 7 million on Instagram and 5 million on Twitter and 2 million on Facebook, it's like all of that shit. And then the, po- I don't even think I mentioned it on the podcast. I don't, we didn't I don't ha- think I heard I don't it. think we had to. You didn't have to. It sold Dave, out Dave so does quick. like secret shows that sell out in like 30 seconds. Exactly. Well, he does a lot of clubs and theaters and does whatever he wants. He said, He's a free bird. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's free. He just does whatever he wants. He wears his own clothes, too. He does Did you notice that? He's on his show. Isn't that great? <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I fucking love it. He's he's living wild, man. It's that, beautiful. Are you guys going to do more together? Fuck yeah. Where are you scheduling them? I can't say anything because they're not so scheduled. Cool. We had a great goddamn time. Can I tell you what drives me nuts? What? And this is for any artists out there. Your guys' art, and I, I, I text you this. You two, and take this however you want, you two are fucking legends, man. For you two to get together and do shows is insane. And to use like uh, shit that me or Callan used to promote the shows drove, drove me nuts. Ah, that's nonsense. It's not, though, Joe. For the fans, if you get a dope fucking artist to do something, like you and Dave Chappelle, it's not for you. I'm sure we will. In the future, we Any will. Any artist, please, man. They ran off some t-shirts uh, in Salt Lake City. Just a small batch for the fuck of it. There, there's one I sent to Jamie. It's Jay-Z and Eminem in New York. Like two tights come together. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. When I saw what you guys were posting, I was like, oh, motherfucker. Yeah, dude. you worry about that too much. I don't, though. The, I don't. I'm a fan. And I that thing's that. That thing's, uh, that, that's a history. Well, we'll iron that out because we're going to do a gang more of these. So we'll iron all that shit out. Dave, hey. I'm sure Dave cares about He doesn't have social media. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't have any social media. He, he, doesn't clothes, even, though. he doesn't even pay attention. He's he's the f- the freest guy I've ever met in terms of not being locked into his phone. He doesn't even look at his phone. He That's doesn't even beautiful. have it on him. That's I mean, beautiful. He's got a phone, but he don't look at but it. He doesn't fuck with it. He doesn't he care. He makes phone calls. You know, it's like he he FaceTimes people and shit. He's not checking social media at all. Did it's, you learn anything from him just being around him? Well, that is interesting. Well, I, this is what I learned. There's levels to everything. And he's on this like super celebrity rock star level that's really weird. It's really weird. But he's so nice. He's so like, he's so fun to be around. Like part of why Dave is so funny is because he's fun. Like when you're around him, it's, it's not like time. he's serious and then he goes on stage and then he's funny. Yeah. No, all day long is all day long it's like leg slapping and looking you in the eyes and fucking cracking and high-fiving it's fun man he's a fun dude but he's also he's very wise he's wise in his approach like for instance he lives in the middle of ohio in a fucking farm and that's by design because he does get away from all the noise yes to get away from all the fucking noise man he wants you know, he wants peace and quiet mixed in with these inter- intermittent bouts of madness. So he has these crazy Radio City music hall shows. That's and similar to sh- you, though. Well, you don't I'm, live in freaking no, but I, L.A. I, but eventually, I'm going to move out of California. How dare you? Yeah, eventually. when you're older. No, not that much time. I think pretty soon. No. Yeah. You mean get a place, but you're still going to be here. I'm going to eventually be at the move. store and shit. I'm going to eventually move. Yeah. What? Yeah. For good. Yeah, Get I'm gonna the keep. Fuck out I'm gonna keep here. a place here, and uh, I'm probably gonna still do shows out of this studio. I'll fly in to do them. Like I'll probably wind up banking them, like doing them in a week, and then taking the rest of the month off. 
Wow. Yeah. I don't want to be what here. What about the store? There's too many. Well, I love the store, but I, you know, I also love the improv. I've been doing a lot of improv shows. Improv's great. Ice House. Store's great. Yeah. Ice House is amazing. I'm still going to do shows, but I really think that there's something that's taxing about the volume of people here. Agree. That bothers me. Especially with kids. When I, yeah. And when I came back from Italy, you know, I was in Italy for 12 days. When I came back, like the, the, the fucking highway at, we landed at like 10 o'clock at night, just bumper to bumper on the it's 405. Crazy. I was like, this is stupid. This is a stupid place to live because I travel so much. I know. I mean, I could travel out of Denver. You know, I could live in Denver and travel out of there. Denver's crowd is fucked too, though. It's not mind. as bad. 25,000 people a month moving there. It's a hmm. beast. It's hmm. blown up. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, maybe Montana. But there's, <laughs> there's places to live that are more peaceful. Yeah, know? but are you going to be satisfied not doing sets every night at the store, man? Oh. Uh, there's no way. Mm. Like I your think, happiness, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a weird balance because I, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I hear you where the balance for your family and stuff. But like I check off boxes when I go out at night and I, and I can – I see like my, I, I don't, I don't, you're saying, I don't hang out, man. Right. I hang out the store when I see you there uh, at the improv, when I see my friends or this is me hanging out. I check those boxes on that. I don't hang out, man, yeah. but I need that yeah, for, my, for my own sanity. It's I good. need it. But I mean, I feel like you can also get that when you tour, you know, you can get that when you go on the weekends. I think I'd have to do more clubs. I can't just do theaters because I really feel like it's a numbers thing. Like in terms of uh, almost like if you're doing cardio. Well, you can't do hard cardio once a week and expect, expect to be in shape. You, you won't be in shape. You got to do a bunch. You have to do it many, many times a yep. week. So if you're going to live somewhere other than LA, I feel like you have to do at least five sets a week. I think that's the magic number. So I think you'd have to do a weekend where you're doing two shows a night, Friday, two shows a night, Saturday. And you'd have to do a weeknight somewhere. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, you have to do something like that. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or you could open your own club <laughs> Thursday, in Thursday, Friday, Saturday is better than Thursday, than Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, Sunday can suck my dick. Yeah, Sunday's a Sunday night. Sunday, that's the Lord's Day, bro. It's a bro. bummer of a night, right? Everybody's exhausted. Oh, God. I don't do Sundays. Joey Diaz, <laughs> I think you and Joey Diaz told me never do Sundays. I did it once, and I was depressed. But also, then I don't get a day off with my yep. family. Yeah, not good. Yeah. I don't work Monday nights, and then I don't work Sundays. That's my yeah. only rule. Those are smart days. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way with you. Sunday and Monday is how I've been doing it lately. Yeah, and you got to do that. You got to have those boundaries where you decide to take nights. I mean, occasionally I'll do a Monday night, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time I take those off. But I think there's a real benefit to not being overrun by the volume of people out here. Is that what you, th you think that's why Dave, one of the reasons he excels? You guys are similar with that where you don't, you're not really tuned in with like the masses. Meaning tuned in where you're not glued to your freaking no, Twitter and, and well, Instagram. Well, also he, he's not into going to like red carpet events and getting photographed Neither are and all you. that stupid shit. You hate shit. that shit. Well, I just feel like it's a circle jerk, you know, and everybody's just... You know, it's just weird. The, the The whole celebrity world is very weird. It's very weird. But I get how people love when you're famous and then you're around other famous people. They're the only people that think you're normal, you know? They also understand what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's – it's like I ran into Jamie Foxx the other night at a steakhouse. Most talented guy in the world. Pff, nicest guy, Hands too. down the most talented guy in the world. But uh, – but, when I see him, it's like, what's up? What are you doing? What's going on, man? And we're talking and laughing and joking around. I'm like, he's he's never weirded out. He's so famous. He's like 
he probably never gets a chance to be a normal person. Never. Unless he's around other famous people. Where you don't want a picture yeah. or an autograph or yeah. some, you know, yeah. all that movie you did. All yeah. right, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he likes to just hang out and have fun. I wish you'd get him back you know? on the podcast. He wants to do it. We were talking about But it. like a real long-form podcast. Last time he was like pushing his sunglasses or some shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had a sunglass yeah, deal he was doing. Was I don't weird. think he's even doing that He had a anymore. great story. No, I don't think Somebody so. Somebody probably shackled out some fucking serious cheddar. Oh, oh dude. Serious. Jamie Foxx and those yeah. bullshit sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, man. It was him and Jeremy Piven. <gasps> they were pushing sunglasses? Yeah, it was him, him and Are Piven together. Are those still alive? Are those sunglasses Is still Piven alive? Is Piven still alive? No, no, oh. those sunglasses. Oh, I don't think, I don't think, no. No, no. Think the company the answer all there? that's no. Yeah. Yeah, the sunglasses kind of, I think, fizzled out, but you got to figure jamie fox to push sunglasses you think he needs money from your fucking sunglass sales right why did they had to pay him fucking bank can i tell you ever tell you i ran to him at a gas station some guy pulls up in a fucking car that doesn't even look like it's from this planet (laughs) some strange suv some weird fucking i don't know what it's called but I looked at it, I was like, what the fuck is that? One of those apocalypse tank? We are weird looking thing. That is, it's, I forget what it's based on. It's based on like the frame of a Jeep Wrangler and they build this insane, you know, like $500,000 fucking SUV on it. I'm like, yeah. who is, and the window rolls down. What's up, Joe? And it's Jamie Foxx. I'm like, oh, what are you doing, Jamie? <laughs> doing? I'm like, what is this? And his friend was selling them. His friend sold it. He probably gave it to Jamie to drive for around. Sure. It, for sure. Think where he sold. Yeah. I was like, this is the craziest this car weird. I've ever seen. It's so weird looking. You know what it is? They're like boxy, right? But yeah. then they have I've squinty recently, little lights. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. I don't know yeah. how to even find it. Yeah, just uh, Google I, uh, Jamie Foxx crazy uh, yeah, yeah. SUV. Well, I Why crazy I know th- expensive Jeep Wranglers? What I got so far. Why I know this, I don't know, but it's uh, uh, Chris Brown drives one the new his new video where he dances with the. Oh, house he's got one of them too. Yeah, they're oh, probably giving them away to people for sure. Resvani tank. Yes. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> let me see what that pitch <laughs> looks like. Yeah. yeah, they're sick. Yeah, that makes sense. Give it to Chris Brown. You know, it's in his video. Buy, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> Look at that fucking That's thing. exactly it. That thing's so cool. <laughs> Look at that thing. Look at that thing. It's nuts. It's, uh, it's fucking RoboCop. Look, it's dope, though. He pulled up. Fuck, and, uh, yeah, he's got dope. the suicide doors in the back, and the interior is gorgeous. The engine's made based off uh, Jeep Wrangler? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. There's there he is. There. <laughs> That's a dope ride, man. Fuck yeah. It's really incredible. But I, I hear- now I want one. I mean, they're real expensive, right? No, this is 150, 180, something oh. like that. Oh, that's not that bad. Not terrible. I thought it was like a half a million. Me too. I, was gonna st- I thought at least 350. Uh, 500 horsepower, 180,000. Sufficient. 180. Wow. Isn't it funny that 500 horsepower used to be insanity? Me and my brother were talking about this. On the, My brother's a huge car guy. We were talking about this. And my, I just got my uh, Ferrari over 800. And uh, uh, <laughs> me and Jay were talking about- Just that <laughs> phrase, I just got my Ferrari. Over 800. So over ridiculous. 800 horsepower. So ridiculous. Here's the thing. They're, they're going to come out. Well, they the TDF, in, they have a TDF version of mine. They only be 600. What's a TDF? It's the, the, like the souped up uh, version of mine. It's the race version. They only made Jeez. 600 of them, and that comes stock with like 817 horsepower. But then they then Ferrari went, cool story. We're coming out with the 812 Superfast V12. <sighs> and TDF. So, for the Tour de France. France. 
but they, they can't call it the Tour de France. They just have to call it TDF because Tour de France, the fucking bike, you. the bike boys own it. Did you see that shit where this guy had a super fast and he's apparently a very famous designer and he put his sneakers on the roof of this dope fucking Ferrari that he owns. He owns this crazy green Ferrari. It's, super fast? Yes. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And he put his sneakers, which are green as well, on the Ferrari. And Ferrari sent him like a cease and desist. Ooh. And they threatened him. This guy, Philip Pline lashes out of Ferrari over cease and desist letter. But like, look at the photo. First He's wearing of, an alligator jacket. Yeah, what of course a, he is. But he, apparently I asked my wife, and this guy's a fit. Look how dope that color is. I'm not usually in the, a green car, that but that looks lizard green. fucking amazing. Porsche makes the GT3 in it. But that's a like a metallic, Yeah, it shiny, is. That's a hot electric green. Yeah. See if there's any other pictures of his car. But look at that. He's got these dope sneakers, and they're sitting on his Ferrari. And Ferrari was angry. They were like, you're using our brand or something like that. Oh, because what, I'm trying to think, because he painted green. Then are those his shoes, and it's with the Ferrari? So look they're this, like, look oh, what you- they said. Ferrari's trademarks and model cars are, uh, are associated in your pictures with a lifestyle totally inconsistent with Ferrari's brand perception in connection with performers making sexual innuendos and using Ferrari cars as props in a manner which is per se distasteful. This behavior tarnishes the reputation of Ferrari's brands and causes Ferrari further material damage. In fact, yeah. the undesirable connection between Ferrari's trademarks on the one hand and Philip Pleen's line of shoes and the questionable manner in which they're promoted, <laughs> on the other hand, is interfering negatively with the rights enjoyed by Ferrari's selected licenses, which are exclusively entitled to use Ferrari's trademarks to produce and promote a line of shoes, Ferrari brand. That's oh, nonsense. That's why I love Ferrari. Don't why? they have Ferrari branded shoes? Fuck yeah, yeah they do. Why. Do they? They, they yeah. sell. You know, they sell more merch than cars. They yeah, make their money off merch. But this guy that? is a very successful designer. His stuff is very expensive. That's why you gotta love well. Ferrari. No, you get don't. Get that shit out of here. No. Get that shit out of here. How about you leave it alone? Ferrari, holler at your boy. Holler at your boy. What? Oh, no, I'm just you. kidding, dude. Look no, here's you. the thing. He probably got allocated the super fast because you can't, you know how Ferrari works. You can't just walk in the store and buy one. So you got allocated one. So he probably owned other V12s. It's a crazy lot. He's like, owned Ferraris for 10 years, he said. There you go. So he gets allocated the new ones. Where? So he probably had access to the TDF. Then he got a super super fast and then he painted it green like an asshole which well, cool color green no he can't get, well he might have had it paint to show oh i don't know i don't think fry offers that green he what? probably no no way really no he did that his, himself that's why fry's like jesus christ dude be cool really yeah you don't think ferrari offers that color <sighs> i don't think so Let's I would doubt out. it. Have you ever seen Let's another Ferrari? He, if they did, I've oh never man, seen one of those. he probably paid such a premium for that color because they don't make that color. Well, the only one I've seen in the flesh is yours. I've never seen one of those cars before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen one of them at a dealership. There Dude, I, I saw, I saw uh, there's only 700 of them in the States. I saw a uh, gray, like that battleship gray. Ooh. God, it made my dick hard. <laughs> Certain cars do, man. I, like I want so green. many cars. I know it's crazy, right? Yeah, man. It's a problem with cars. I'll tell you that I love. I absolutely <clears throat> love Ferrari. I'm a. Fer- I'm. A, I love Ferrari. There's but. nothing like a Porsche. Mm. I always no. I've had, I've had Bentleys. It, Bent, you name. I've had all the cars. There's nothing as far as the driving experience better mm-hmm. than a Porsche. Yeah. 
No, I, I think agree. I have to always have a Porsche. The reason why I still have that 2007 GT3 RS that Sharkworks worked on. That's one of the greatest time, cars ever. Though. Every time I get in there, I get happy. It just feels amazing. It's just it's blah, 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 blah. The, and also you can feel it. Man. I want a goddamn manual transmission. Me too. That's Porsche what I want now. is the last of the Mohicans. They still don't do it though for the GT3 RS, and they still don't do it for the GT2 RS. But I wish you can they get did. it in the GT3 Touring. The GT3 and the GT3 Touring, they'll they'll sell you with a manual transmission. Which, I, which is what, yeah, I want to get one of those. Dude, the new Corvette abandoned the manual. I know, they're but they're fast as fuck. No, they're, they're com- I agree, commie. You, I mean, you drive a Tesla. But so. What? Mm, but the Corvette, to me, it looks badass. They completely ripped off Ferrari. I mean, that's a. Yes. I mean, come on. It's a mid engine car. Uh, mid engine car. Yeah, but I have a 65 Corvette with a giant Hurst shifter with a fucking cue ball. The cue ball shift, that's the real goddamn America, shifter. Bro. That's America. America. I know. I know. Side pipes, bitch. I know. I don't want one of those Corvettes, though. They look cool, but they I don't want They look dope, man. You, when the ZR1 comes out and it goes 0 to 60 in three milliseconds, you're you know what? It's not one. all about 0 to 60. I'm not Vin Diesel. I don't uh, live my life one quarter mile at a time. Guess who else isn't Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That you're right. fucker wears sunglasses at night. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. You know, he's, gonna, he's quietly becoming a billionaire from the uh, Fast and Furious franchise because really? he owns it. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's his. So like, Universal, the rides and all that. He's quite becoming a billionaire. He's probably in a castle somewhere doing Caligula shit and fucking dudes. You think so? (laughs) For sure. Really? You don't get those vibes from him? I didn't even. When he's in the wife beater, like barbecuing all the time. He's barbecuing. Yeah, and fast and furious. I do too, but in a beater. (laughs) <laughs> I wear a wife beater. My wife yells at me. She doesn't let me wear those. I can go shirtless. Hey, rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully so. <laughs> if I have a wife beater on, she'll start making fun of me. That's and fair, man. Him. It's so old school. <clears throat> Look at him. Do you remember that video? Oh! What's he doing? Butt fucking? He's singing the Beyonce song. Oh, like there's nothing better than this. Ago, went viral. Wait, what's going on with his pants? Why are they so low? <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to show up, but this went viral. So this is that same. You got to show Joe, though. Drunk he's, in love. Yeah, he starts singing Beyonce oh, What is he doing? Yeah, he's, this is the longest three minutes. He made it himself. And we can't play this? Oh, well, the song will get it. They can, hear though, the, but, they can hear the audio, this though. This is unnecessary. <laughs> Just the dancing is unnecessary. But, dude, he's celebrating like his movie went, I don't know, platinum or some shit like that. So he does Drunk in Love. He does a cover of him singing. Okay, kill this before I throw up. <laughs> can you hear it? Listen, I'm on Team Rock. Dude, you do not live your life team. one quarter mile at a time if you're doing this bro <laughs> <laughs> i'm on team the rock all day every day uh, he's feeling him himself him and the rock don't get along right they hate each other well, how, what do happened there i heard rock was a big diva on set Close, rock is I, a big diva that's what i heard from who people what'd you hear that are on the that were on the set just what'd that the, the, you know the rock sometimes shows up late and there's trailers and he wanted the biggest trailer and obviously vin diesel you know he's mr fucking fast and furious who knows who's right listen he just did beyonce cover so i don't yeah. know 16 rules yeah let's cl- kill that i'm, I'm also rules, team rock here as well fast and furious have to follow on set what? There's rules? <clears throat> certain guys can't get hit a certain amount of times. They have to win fights in certain ways. What? You know the yeah. you know the rock. That's not a good version go back it, to that. That's you, not a just go back to it. You, you know the, that. You I know, the, but this isn't the best. Go, they have to go to racing school in Las Vegas. That that makes sense though. That you know? does yeah. make so sense. Fast and Furious. Yeah, but you know the Rock and uh, Vin Diesel couldn't be on set at the same time. They hate each other so bad. Really? They had to shoot different scenes and like like shoot it so it looked like someone was there. They hate each other so much. Didn't the the Rock gotten uh 
a big thing with Tyrese too, right? Ah, uh, Tyrese just flipping out because like all he has is Fast and Furious. Really? So that when The Rock did a spinoff, he's like, "How dare you? We're a family." Rock was like, "No, we're not." Well, they gave me a spinoff, th- dumbass. But remember when The Rock was shitting on his music? That was fantastic. Because Rock is so positive. Tyrese Gibson reignites Fast Feud with Dwayne Johnson calls spinoff Hobbs and Shaw's not a win. <laughs> Look at Tyrese oh, crying in that video. Yeah. Why is he crying? He went crazy. He went crazy for Why a shot. Why is he crying? This is all I've got? And he asked Will Smith for money. That's what he's mad about? Why did he ask Will Smith for money? I don't know. I think oh, he fell in hard this times. This is making me sad. Yeah. The video. Here's <sighs> the thing. People lose their mind, man. The actors really they lose their mind. They go crazy because you're pretending to be someone else all the time. Yeah, except for The Rock, not good for you. That guy, you know what he does? He just goes to the gym. The Rock with two hours sleep, a lot of steroids. You yeah. think, Joe? Do you really? You think he's getting big like that from cocaine again? <laughs> <laughs> cocaine again? He used to do cocaine. No, I'm saying the John Jones thing. Oh. But I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> like anyone, it, it. Me, me, and Bert Kreischer <clears throat> were talking about this. I think Bert's gonna make a bit of it, but. When you see The Rock, you know how it is working out, mm-hmm. two hours of sleep. For sure, he's doing that stuff, man. He's grinding. He's on private jets. He is loaded on performance-enhancing drugs, think dude. so? His body is pulsing, as your boy the Golden Snitch would say, boy, with I fucking- I don't know. I'm <laughs> not sure. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, bro. I don't know what I you're think, saying. I don't know, bro. <clears throat> Jason Statham and The Rock refuse to lose fights against one another. Jason Statham, come on, bro. Uh, Jason, settle down. Yeah, how about you? Bo- how about you really fight, and then that determines what happens. Yeah, you weigh 170 pounds. He used to be an uh, Olympic swimmer. You know that? He's a bad motherfucker, though. Jason Statham, but The Rock is an enormous human. Well, how are they the same height? There, that doesn't make any sense. That is strange. Is he on a box? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, ego- egocentric demands are nothing new. On ho- first of all, we don't know if this is true, and this is the Guardian, which is kind of a nonsense website. So let's just stop reading. It's this. interesting though, and then, <clears throat> and you know it's, but Members it's also the probably true. Behind the movie series, told the Wall Street Journal paywall that actors including Jason Statham, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and Vin Diesel have contracts demanding that limit the amount of punishment their characters take in fights because they don't want to look like bitches. Oh, good lord! You imagine telling your agent that like. I'm down to do it, man. I read through the script. When he punches me in the face, I'm not going down, bro. I'm not doing it. You imagine doing that? Oh, God. That's so crazy. Think if your group of friends were around you like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? What's up, Jason? Diesel's sister is reported to have been present on set asking if her brother was going to get his licks back back in. in Well, that could she have been joking around. My sister might say that, too, if she saw me in a movie, get my ass kicked. She's like, you going to go fuck him up? We'd be laughing together. I'd slap her in the face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can I get my licks back in? Well, you know it's fake, bitch. Like, what are you talking about? I'm also making a hundred million dollars. What are you talking about? You'd whoop my ass every scene for that money. It, it, it's funny when a movie franchise just gets bananas huge like that, just so big. And Vin Diesel's like, yeah, cool, yeah. man. But he's always doing a million things at once. I've never is seen- he or is he just doing fast? What else is he doing, bro? Well, he's got Go. a television show. Where no, yes, he does. He's Vin got Diesel, a, like a, yeah, like a, a a game show, Fear Factor type television show. He is always doing something. He's also doing Jumanji. He did a new Jumanji. Are you one. talking about The Rock? Oh, you talking Rock. about The Rock? Would you say Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Yeah. The Rock. All he does yeah, yeah. is no. Vin, Vin Diesel goes, I'm good on Fast no, Furious. I make a billion dollars. Suck Did my I dick. say Vin Diesel or The yeah. Rock? You said Vin Diesel. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. Unless he's fixing the, the rides at Universal Studios. The Rock is always doing a million different things at once. Always. He's got Ballers on HBO. 
He's got um, that that TV show that he does, which is like some crazy fucking Fear Factor type deal. He's got Jumanji. He's always filming a million different shows. No, he's at doing the same a thousand time. movies. Here's the thing: How does he do that? Again, to my point, a lot of steroids, a lot of performance and drugs, and I'm all about it. I yeah. have no problem with this. But let's tell the kids like it is. Like I thought Arnold was. I was like, man, hopefully I can get there one day if I keep being in the gym. I wish my dad been like, uh, uh-uh, uh, it's never happening. Not kid. happening. We got to <clears throat> inject some shit in your ass. Forgot that Vin Diesel is in the Avengers. What? What? He's Groot. Oh, <laughs> he's the voice Guardians of Groot. Guardians of the Galaxy. Probably takes him thirty minutes. One word. Yeah. yeah. Probably Groot. takes him thirty minutes Groot. to do that. Yeah. Um. You know what else? That's that vitamin series. drip that I did with Chappelle that opened my eyes. Did I've you, never done one of those. Things you never before. done IV. IV uh, vitamin drip. I swear drip. by him, brother. I swear. I by did him. a bag and a half, and I was ready to run through a wall. You I know, had three hours. They come to your house. Yeah, they'll come anywhere. Yeah. They, they came to our hotel room. Yeah, I get them at the crib all the time. Do well, you really? My, my girl's pregnant again. We have another one coming in November. And uh, for the nausea, we, we get IVs. It I swear. Oh, dude. Dude. Night and day. It's amazing for like pumping you up. Not that time in tired? Vegas I had to get it. What'd you, what was well, I got, I, we had a you had a show there and like I showed up wasted I think Type of. like the New Year's <laughs> Eve UFC I had to wake oh, up and yeah. I, had, I had to get it had oh. to get it, it you felt so uh, much better twenty minutes twenty minutes I was good to go it was yeah, crazy it's crazy you know what's crazy to me is the UFC doesn't allow well it's you feel so good you can mask the use of performance enhancing God, drugs fucking haters bro <laughs> God. <laughs> Speaking of performance-enhancing drugs, let's talk about the cyborg situation. I knew you were going to go there. As soon as I said that, I, oh, he's going to bring up cyborg. How about that? See Dana go hard in the paint? You know what? I like when he goes hard in the paint. He's the only guy. Listen, say what you want about Dana. And I, I do like it. Like We always say, can you imagine if another commissioner did this, another owner did this? But I do like when he does spit the – because what he's saying is the truth. Like Sometimes he's on one. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're screwing these guys over. Then sometimes like with the cyborg thing, when you send that to me, I'm like, I agree with him 100%. Yeah, well, I love when he does that. Well, they fucked up. And they really fucked up. They when mean they Cyborg's team. Cyborg's team. Whoever did it, whether it's her boyfriend sure, or boyfriend. whoever it was – that edited that video that lied and put words in his mouth is so fucking stupid. You don't think that they're gonna do something about that? You're out of your goddamn mind. When they edited that video to say that whenever I'm talking public, I'm not telling the truth, which is not what he said at all. And then they have it edit and cut right there. Well, I'll tell you this right now. Dana's too smart. Let's say he would, let's say he thinks that. You think he would say that in a public forum to Cyborg when they're face to face like that? And you don't think you realize there's cameras around? No. He's way too smart for that. Well, so, A, that, that I'm like, well, he's not that dumb. B, that video was, you can tell it's f- so full of shit. Yeah. Same thing happened to me with, with me and Nate Diaz had our confrontation. I didn't right. say any of that stuff. Yeah. Someone made that all up. Yeah. Well, what also they did was they were bringing back shit that happened five years ago. Like, and Cyborg was saying she wanted an apology from me. And I don't think it was that she wanted an apology from me. I think it was her boyfriend or someone on the team. I apologized to her. Me and her. No one around. Face to face. And I took a photo with her afterwards. There's a photo of me and her on my Instagram. Would you see, you were just like, hey, me and my guys were goofing she around. We were drinking on She started fighting plane. in the UFC. She hadn't fought in the UFC before. And I said, hey, I'm sorry about the jokes. I promise no more jokes. And I said, I am actually a fan of yours. And uh, I want you to succeed in the UFC. And I wish you the best of luck i go no hard feelings she goes, no those you know those jokes kind of hurt my feelings and i said i'm sorry i go i promise no more jokes i gave her a hug and we took a picture together 
And that was, uh, when was that? 2017. Here's the only time where I'm like, God damn, man, is her her kids getting bullied at school because of the comments? I didn't know she had a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many kids does she have? She has one daughter, I think, in Mm. like fourth grade. And she goes, because of the narrative that the UFC painted, right or wrong, I get it from the UFC side. It doesn't mean it's right. What narrative? That she's this heel, she's this monster, PEDs, right? Yeah, but that's because she tested positive. Once. We don't talk about John Jones. He's tested positive more more than once. First of all, John Jones got tested positive for this tiny amount of something that probably came from a tainted supplement. She tested positive for a serious steroid and something that you, you're like a woman taking a steroid is different. Than a man taking a steroid. I'm with you. Take out female male, which is right. tough to do here. But it is there's, tough. there's been people who have tested positive before where that's not their narrative. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but it is Brock Lesnar's narrative. It's also Alistair Overeem's narrative. Is it? Yes. Was it Vitor Belfort? Is it yes. Vitor? TRT Vitor? The UFC doesn't tell you that, well, though. You and They're I not marketing. The, the fans do. They're kind not of. marketing the fact that Cyborg was taking steroids. They're no, they market her into this kind of heel role, though. Where well, if you know you her, she's so? awesome. Do you think? But no, they market her as a destroyer, which she is in her career. The scary like a, destroyer, but also, way. yeah. In a good way. Look, if you look at her fights, you look at the fight with, look, the, 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 when it gets dark is when you go back to the non-testing days, like the Gina Carano fight. When she had veins coming out of her face, and she looked and like Gina a fucking Carano, murderer. This way, my my argument for I don't mean to interrupt you, but Gina Carano, a the hottest chica to ever fight MMA. B fought Cyborg when she was juiced to the gills. Mm-hmm. Did pretty well. Did pretty Go well. Go back and watch. Mounted she her did at one pretty point well. Time, but eventually, shout got, out to Gina Carano. Eventually got beaten down. And there's a video. There's a picture rather of Cyborg holding Gina's face and punching her. And you see the black fingernails, and and she's got this mean look in her face, and she's punching Gina in the face. It's like, woof. Bring it's that one shit of the, up, Jamie. You ever seen that picture? I've never seen it. Dude, it's it's one of those pictures. It was the demise. No, no, no. It's a standing photo of uh, Cyborg punching. Oh, is it that one uh, yeah, where right it says there, friendship? Yeah, right there. No, 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 no. Far no. left. Go left. Go left. Says go friendship. Left. One above that. One says above friendship. that. Right there. Bam. That's Jesus the photo. Christ. But look at the black Wait, fingernails. Wait, how can she grab her face like that and punch her? Well, Jesus Christ. it's the end of the fight. I mean, she's already beaten her down. But, I mean, she's holding her face with those black fingernails and just crushing Gina's head. She beat the shit out of her. But yeah. De- Gina was a beast, man, and she <laughs> hung in there as long as she could. But... The consensus was that Cyborg was juiced up in that fight. Well, in that one, right, you mark it as Beauty and the Beast, right? That's just the way it is. Gina's a gorgeous individual. Cyborg, not so much when it comes to the the feminine, like the looks department. So you, I get that marking at Beauty and the Beast. I was taught, I had uh, Kyla Harrison on. You know who that is? The mm-hmm. PFL. She's a two time yeah. uh, gold medalist, uh, jud- judoka. It's Kayla, right? Kayla Harrison, yeah, monster. Yeah. And, uh, she wants she's in the pfl and she's in the tournament there and she's uh she wants to fight cyborg yeah well there's a lot of people that are fu- wanting to fight she definitely cyborg wants right undefeated gold medalist and i was talking to her about why does she why does she think that kind of cyborg has gone down this road in her career and then i pitched her on you know if, I, if i'm the ufc and hear me this might be completely fucking wrong i don't know but this is how i would do it and this is what they're doing is what i think but if i'm the ufc as nice as a person cyborg is there's no other girl walking this plant that looks like Cyborg, really. Because maybe PDs, to your point, 
Oh, there's well, a lot. Wait a minute. When you say maybe, like most likely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to be cool. Problem. I'm trying to be nice. I know you're trying. There's to be a nice. lot of girls that look like that Paige Van Zandt. The there's a lot of girls that look like Paige Van Zandt or Ronda right. Rousey or Misha Tate. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna push those girls more because that's what people can relate to more than a girl like Cyborg. And I don't think mm. I'm saying anything no one has assumed already. And this and I I like Cyborg's the nice person, and I don't think Cyborg's a bad person. I think her management and the way they've handled things have completely fucked her. And no, I, I think, think her going to battle with the UFC was the worst thing, and it's not her. I don't think it's her either. And I think she is a nice person. And every time I've ever met her and interacted with her, I've, and look, even that last fight, and that was the thing with the Spencer fight, that, like that people were saying that oh, you guys, it was biased commentary. No, it wasn't. That girl survived. That girl survived See, that's not the impressive onslaught. To me. I'm, 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 you're she, the greatest commentator of all time. It was her eighth pro fight. But still, there's some 10-8 rounds. Cyborg beat the fuck out of her, yeah. dude. That yeah. fight wasn't close. No, no, no. wasn't close. But the narrative was how tough she was. I'm like, yeah. Cyborg's beating the rag on this girl. And she cut Cyborg's face wide open. Too. One With one elbow. Yes. Who gives a fuck? But she got still, beat up the rest of the fight. There's 10-8 the rounds. The idea was that she was going to run through that girl. And she didn't. That girl was tough as shit. Wasn't, it was, wasn't a competitive fight. Well, she doesn't have striking. That no. is on the level of it doesn't have power to keep Cyborg off her. She just does. Cyborg lit her up like a Christmas tree. She like did. that though, there was ten eight rounds, and I was like, "Oh, that fight's not even close." No, it's not. close. I, I feel you guys because it's the John Jones things. When you go into a fight, it's like when John doesn't destroy someone, you're talking about the other guy. Yes. And with Cyborg too, you expect just to murk. Well, this Tiago girl. Santos was way closer. I mean, that was a way closer fight. Tiago Santos was a one point. He won fight. some rounds. Well, it was a split decision. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, some one judge thought that Tiago won the fight. I yeah. don't agree with that judge, no. but that's how close that fight was. There was no one that thought that Spencer won that fight after it was over, but it was amazing that she was able to endure the fucking beating that Cyborg put on her. It was incredible. Yeah, it was a tough girl. Not it in the same league. No, but it was a, one of those fights where it really... Like, no one's clamoring for that fight in the first place. No. Who was asking for that fight? Not me. Other than her? The, the, yeah. I'm excited <laughs> for the fight card next week in Anaheim because mm-hmm. the cards, I don't know if you agree with this, the cards up to this point have been dog shit. The main events have been good, but other than that, they've been well, dog shit. But I think they're doing so on many purpose. Fights. There's so many. The main events have been great. Other than that, been awful cards. What else so then was Anaheim on this is past be amazing. weekend? What else, who else fought this past weekend? I looked at the card. Colby, I, went, I don't what, know what to tell the other you. fights in the undercard? There were some good fights in the Jim undercard. Miller, oh, Jim Miller, Diego Sanchez. Jim Miller and Clay Guida was wild. Jim Miller and Clay Guida was fucking wild. That For was sure. wild. <clears throat> but in terms of like title implications, yeah, this is the big one this weekend. Because oh, this man. weekend you got Yoel Romero next weekend. versus Paulo Costa. Next weekend. Next, right? next weekend. Yeah. Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa, which is best body contest of all time. First team all diamonds. Yeah, amazing fight too. I mean, Costa is just on a fucking rampage. I bet the golden snitch is just like, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Fellas, <clears throat> Yoel, you know the deal. Yoel is the freak of all freaks. You know, I mean, he is the freak. Costa's no punk either He's with no, that body. No, both of them. Both of them are beasts. That's an amazing fight. They got Steep ADC, which to me is so interesting. You know what? It wasn't that interesting to me To I came on her a while, a few months ago, and you were talking about it. And I'm like, that is a really good fucking fight because if you go back and watch the first fight with Steep ADC, DC wasn't dominating and then clipped him. 
you know, and Stipe's had time. Stipe's a motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. that's a really good fight, man. Well, I don't like the long layoff for Stipe, but I it's like a good it. fight. Well, you know I don't like I, it. Those, the reason why I like it is he was coming off of that fucking crazy war with Francis Ngannou where he took some big shots, particularly in the first round. How impressive is that now that Amazing. we know what Francis is capable of? Yeah, Francis knocks everybody dead. And Stipe is the only guy not to just, just to survive Francis, but to beat him. He figured it out like a champion, got him to the ground, you know, neutralized all his weapons and beat him. I think I think DC or I think Francis for Stipe would be different this time. I think I think Francis has made leaps and bound improvements to his so grappling yeah. and confidence, and yeah. he's not so um, rock star reckless lifestyle right. and his egos in check. Right. Like you sit and talk to him, like, oh fuck, this guy's yeah. tuned in, man. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, look, and he knows what's at stake now with Daniel. You know, and Daniel knows too. I mean, Daniel's treating it like he's about to fight the greatest heavyweight of all time. You know, that's his approach. I mean, that's what he said to me behind the scenes. And uh, but he just uh, thinks he's better in every way, and he thinks he's going to beat him again. And Stipe thinks he just got clipped with that one punch. If he doesn't get clipped with that one punch, he wins that fight. You know what? I'll take both arguments. Yeah, yeah you're both. right. You're right. Let's yeah. see what happens, Who man. Who fuck knows? Yeah, it's such a great. It's an fight. amazing, amazing fight. And then you got Pettis versus Nate Diaz. That's at one seventy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, That's Nate, interesting. Look, Nate doesn't want to cut any weight, and Pettis just knocked out Wonder Boy. So he's like, "Fuck it, let's do this." Pettis' last fight was against uh, Tony Wonder, Ferguson, right? Wonder Boy. Was knocked it Wonder Boy? Yeah, knocked out Wonder Boy. Tony Ferguson was before that. Oh, you're Tony right. Ferguson was at fifty five. That's right. And uh, Pettis's first fight at, at seventy. I mean, look, man, when you when you've been starving yourself, you get to forty five and fifty five, and then finally you fight at one seventy and you knock Wonder Boy out with a Superman punch. You gotta Insane. think, hey, this is, maybe this is my weight class. And, and the only question with Nate Diaz, and I would assume Nate Diaz, or I'm sorry, Anthony Pettis is the favorite because Nate Diaz ended up fought in a hot fucking. I don't second. think he is the favorite. I bet Nate's. The I bet favorite. Anthony Pettis is the favorite. Yeah, yeah, let's check. check. Let's check in terms of. You think Diaz would be the favorite? In that? Yeah. I don't think so, dude. Think With the would... leg kicks from Anthony Pettis. Well, I think gambling. Right. Oh, I the... think I think Pettis is the favorite. Okay, maybe you might think Pettis is the favorite in terms of the way you th- view the fight. Yeah. But when you think about favorites, favorites depend upon who's betting for who. And for I think sure. there's going to be a shit ton of people betting on Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz has an army behind yeah, him. Yeah. They put money. He's down. a huge star. He's one of the least. He's like the worst promoted superstar him and his brother, him and his brother. Him and they, his brother. they could have made Pettis giant stars. My favorite minus very, minus very 125 minus 125 yeah. Pettis Nate's even money and Pettis is minus 130 okay yeah. as of today we'll see what happens it's, ju- I, it's just because of the life. layoff yeah I agree yeah. it's gonna be I bet I bet the money you're, you're probably right the money because Nate Diaz is so famous yeah. the money's gonna go his way what but else is on the close. card pull the rest of the card up so we can see the rest of the card because it's a great card even on top of that um, what else we got here? Boy, Derek Brunson's fighting. Yeah. I mean, it's a little dicey after those top three, but I feel you. But there's probably more in the ESPN card. Let's see what else you got with the ESPN card. Yeah. Oh, my boy, Corey Sun- Sandahagen. Telling you, versus man. Versus a Sun style. That's, that's a great, f- yeah. that, for him, that, you know, he beats him. You're a Sun, see, to me, when I talk about guys who are gatekeepers, they're, I don't believe in the term gatekeeper. We're like, oh, you get to top 10, the guys in the twilight of his career. To me, gatekeepers, you beat him, you get title shot. Yeah. Hassan sells that guy. If you beat him, you got to fight one or the champ, number yeah. one or champ. And that's where uh, Sandahagen's right at. What did you think about a Marlon Marais submitting a Sun Sal? I mean, that was pretty crazy. Amazing. But then how much did you learn from, you know, Marlon Marais' last fight where he yeah. lost, where he kind of got broke, man? I, well, thought I wonder what was happening there. I wonder if it's stress of the fight, if that's what made him fatigued. Here's, here's what you got to pay attention to is when Mark Henry, who's 
to me, the, the best coach in MMA, him or Faraz, when he's in the corner and he uh, he must have seen a trainer and something because he goes, think about your mom. Don't give up. Think about your fucking mom what took you to come here. When a coach has to pull out that fucking yellow card after the first round, he's thinking, that's he think yeah, that, that's why I'm like, oh, he's quit in practice before. Now, Mark, text me if I'm wrong, but I assume that he's seen some sort of quit in him in practice. Mm. When you got to go, think about your mom after the first round? That's you go I'm zero thinking. to 100? Think about your mom's a rough That one. means he saw something that he's seen in practice before. He went, oh, fuck, there it is. No, 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 dude, dude, dude remember. Think about your fucking mom what it took to get here. Mm. And it still didn't work. Ooh. The crazy thing is, if you saw that first round, you thought Marlon Moraes is the best fighter in the world. Yeah. You're like, my God, Cejudo doesn't even belong in I here I thought he was him. so screwed. Yeah. I'm like, Cejudo's fucked. How good he's is Cejudo? His, he's getting his legs destroyed. He just like, he had an injury. Unstoppable belief in himself. Unstoppable. He just believes in himself past reality. He's arguing right now that he's pound for pound best in the world because gold medalist, then two division champion. Yeah. You got okay. some work to do, though. Mighty I, Mouse says, hold my little bear. Yeah. I beat a shitload of dudes. Hold my little bear. <laughs> they're, they're tiny. They're tiny. You know this. They're like tiny. Like one of those little, like, uh, <laughs> little fucking Diet Coke cans. Yeah, those little, you know, those little those tiny little baby things. ones yeah. that you get when you go to a kid's party. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's not a good argument in terms of him being the best of all time, but in terms of being one of the greatest combat sport athletes of oh, all time, for down. sure. Olympic gold medalist. And then UFC champion in two different weight classes. I mean, fuck. But what, what, the <clears> thing <throat> about that uh, Kayla Harrison, who's a two-time gold medalist, mm-hmm. if she were able to get a championship over in PFL, come over to the UFC, two gold medals? That's nuts, dude. Sure. But she will not be fighting the same caliber of fighters that Henry Cejudo fought. No, that's that's just where the females yeah, are at right now. That's just where they're at. Unless she fights Valentina Shevchenko or Amanda Nunes. Those she the, trains with Amanda. Yeah. And Amanda's going to retire by the time she gets to the UFC. Amanda Nunes and Valentina Shevchenko are as good as any fucking male Dude. fighter on the planet. Especially Valentina. They're striking, for Valentina sure. Valentina is so She's technical. She's an assassin. She's so technical. What's Amanda Nunes do now? Because her cyborg was a fight. I still think they make the cyborg fight, they by the way. absolutely Don't you think Dana's going to do it? Fight. Well, he said it he would do it. He, he was said, like, I'll do it. He fucking said, I offered her a one-fight contract. If she wants to do it, she could do it. But she does not want to fight Amanda Nunes. Look, Dana's smart. All that shit that he said. Oh, he knows he said, if get back she, to she calls me up right now and she says she wants to fight Amanda Nunes, I'll make the fight. He goes, but she's not going to do it. So he said, if she calls me up, I will make the fight. Putting the ball in her court. Yes. Being like, if the, the only reason yes. it's not going to happen is because of you. Look, she's got to be devastated by that video. Whoever made that video, I don't Fucked know who her. it is. You don't know who it is. I don't. But it wasn't her. No. She didn't make that stupid no, she fucking video. she barely tweet. What are we talking right. about? She doesn't tweet. Her boyfriend tweets for her. Uh, it's so exhausting. It's just complaining it's so nonstop. Obvious, oh, but it's, it's so exhausting. obvious it's not her, too. It's so dumb. And then, and then she'll post on like Sunday, like, hey, everybody, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> I just want to tweet her and go, fuck you. How about that? My favorite flavor is eat shit. Yeah, it's Anadrol 50. That's my favorite <laughs> flavor. It's, the whole thing is fucking, the whole thing is ridiculous. Like, you can't have a boyfriend. stack the rocks on. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, how about piss test that guy? Come out green. Like, just like, like a ninja like turtle. Fuck, fuck it's like see? it's like radiator fluid <laughs> the fuck is that you bro lime green like yeah. that ferrari man when we were kids there was no 50 year old action heroes they didn't look like that no how the fuck do you look like that look, look at sylvester stallone these days dude. <laughs> 
I do a horrible uh, Seth Sloan impression. My what bit. is he doing now? He's doing something. That, Isn't he rewriting fucking doing uh, some TV isn't show? Like Rocky Nine or some shit. I think he's doing a TV show with like Dolph Lundgren. They're doing a TV show. Dude, together. you gotta appreciate the hustle, man. Was he seventy something? He's a thousand years old. <laughs> and he's still swinging for the bleachers. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like an Italian His neck sausage. Is gigantic. Myself and Bobo Productions. We're so <laughs> proud to announce this incredible new show called The International. <laughs> It's going to be fantastic working with my old hard-punching friend, Dolph Fans. My hard-punching friend. That's yeah. his, his, his Instagram is Dolph Fans. How Come weird. On, Dolph. Dolph underscore fans. Yeah, They're working buddy. on a new TV series together, and we can't wait. Who said that? I can definitely wait. Philip, Philip, <laughs> Hard path you for your boy that? here. Hard the, path. The action stars are collaborating again. Dude, they just don't give it up, do they? I will say yeah, this though: it's an animal. that motherfucker with the like the Rockies, even the newer ones like Creed yeah. and stuff, he's he's doing well. Yeah. Or did you see um, the Escape with him and Arnold? They're both like a hundred years old. I didn't old. see that. Oh, it's fucking good. They Is both it? got beards. It's fucking good, man. Really, it's a good movie, dude. They don't miss when they really? make movies. Now this that's gonna be terrible, but their movies <laughs> are fucking. <laughs> Why is that gonna be terrible? Come on, maybe Dolph Lundgren. They've done the third one, I think, or maybe fourth. Escape number five. <laughs> <laughs> the extraction. Uh, he's still jacked. Look at him. Look at his forearms. Hey, remember when he this got size of those forearms? Oh, dude. He's sh- have you seen his? Inst- he's shredded, man. Let me see some recent pictures. He's of fucking him. jacked. <laughs> I wish I could do an impression. Insta. Go hey, to his Instagram. Did you see? <laughs> did you see when he got caught in Australia though? Bam, son. Oh, his yeah. daughter is a smoke show. She's of age too. Be cool. Jacked. Jacked. Look at these dude. weird like drawing lines on it. Like someone accidentally drew the screenshot thing on it and didn't yeah. take it off before they posted. What is that? Oh, oh well, he's, he can't he's, see. He's ninety, <laughs> he so he didn't see. know, bro. He probably posted himself and can't see what he wrote on it. He probably signed it. He thought he was uh, autographing uh, his own fucking Instagram. Take a look at this. Good. Dude, let me, see, let me see some photos of him where he's like. Oh, have you, hey, go to the one where he's walking an alligator at his daughter's birthday party. There it is, far right. It's awkward. It's uh, he's stiff. You know how you said I was stiff. He's so stiff. I'm gonna say, Please. like physically stiff. He's got a porcupine and an alligator at his house. Point, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, he's looks a little awkward moving. But you gotta think all those years of lifting weights, and he broke his neck when he was filming The Expendables. He's got bolts and shit in his neck. You ever see it, bro? He's he's got his neck fused. Like several of his discs blew out filming The Expendables. You're fucking right, Dick. Because you're 90, jumping out of planes and shit. No, someone dude. threw him into a wall. Well, he was do doing it. his own stunts. That blow my ass Yeah, that blow my ass into a wall. Fuck. But there's never been a guy as old as him that literally pulls off doing a, a, a like when he smashes somebody in a movie. You're not going no way. It's not like when Bob Barker beat up Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore. Yeah, no one's believing that. The price bullshit. is wrong, bitch. It's not like that. It's like a guy fucking a guy up. Yeah, you're like, right. You buy it. Yeah, you're right. He's still jacked. Like he'll still fuck people up. Hell yeah, he will. Yeah. No, he's a legend, man. I like fucking. He's just doing the damn thing. How long can he do it, though? Could, will you buy it when he's 90? Is he still going to be able to fuck people up when he's Clint 90? Clint Eastwood's doing the damn thing. 
That's true. However, he owes me fucking seven ninety nine for renting the mule. That was is a piece of shit. Well, really? he's ninety four, directing, starring in his own movie. It's not good. Oh, it's tough. It's just boring. It's him driving down the highway. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Wasn't he supposed to be a drug mule in that movie? Isn't that what the yeah? The best it? part is though, he gets to the cartel, and then they just have these smoke shows. Fuck his brains out. Fuck his brain. Yeah, out? and he's like ninety. Really? Yeah, he it's pretty cool. Wrote that in. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Well, yeah, he wrote and directed it. It's really important that I fuck. Dude, he's ninety at least, right? I think he's ninety-two, right? He's killing it. And he still bangs out. Well, the, he wrote in the script. He got divorced. I want freedom. He has a bunch of kids, man. What? Yeah, he's got a bunch of kids. I've had Fuck's one of like, his sons on. Scott. I know. Nice guy. Looks like him too. Looks like he a does young look Clint like him. Yeah. You got to imagine though, Clint Eastwood's your dad. Not around a lot. Probably not teaching how to play catch and shit. Starring fucking whatever the movie he's doing. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're doing movies, too, you're off for months. Months and months at a time. And I don't know. It's just me calculating my head. I know how busy I am. But then you look at the rock schedule. Yeah. Dude, when he go home. Well, he probably brings his family with him. Does he? I mean, I would imagine you would. Does he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. How do you not? I mean, you know, you're the I mean, rock. Yeah, you're the rock. I couldn't do it. I would need my kids to be. Oh, with I would. Me. I would die if, if if I'm on the road longer than four days. I die. It's I. I don't do well. When I did the only two movies that I've ever done, the Kevin James movies, the Here Comes the Boom, I brought my family with me. I'm like, I'm not doing this. How long was it? Two weeks, three weeks, too something long. like that. I can't do it, man. Too long. Yeah. It's my third whiskey, by the way. Yeah, it's just the fucking, the, the sadness and the solemnness. Ah, and the, dude, being by yourself? FaceTiming your family, it's like, oh. Oh, when my son goes, Daddy, where are you? Oh. I'm trying to describe it. He's like, what? I miss you. Yeah, those little voices, I miss you so much. Oh, man. Like, oh, Can't boy. do it. I yeah. got to get back. That's man. why I only do weekends. When I go on the road, I do weekends. So yeah, I'm you're at a level now where you, it's perfect, man. That, that's that's hashtag goals as kids. Hashtag inspo is when uh, you can do like one or two huge shows a month, mm-hmm. so you're not missing stuff at home. Do I was thinking f- about this. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You were thinking about this. Um, when my son starts playing sports, I don't want to miss a game. Right. But when I'm on the road right. Thursday, I'm out to figure. It. Hopefully, by the time he starts doing that, I'm at a level where I, I don't have to do so many shows every week. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. Yeah, man. I'm trying to figure it out. <sighs> I I couldn't sleep the other night thinking about it. You know, there's another thing too when you think about it. Like, when do you retire? Like, As do a you want to be? Yeah, do you want to be George Carlin to be d- die in a hotel room somewhere? You know better than me, Joe. You tell me, brother. I don't know. I'm thinking about it because I'm older than you too. You know, I'm <clears> gonna yeah, be 52 in August. But you've never been better. I know that's the problem. Experience is the name of the game. You've well, never been better. It's also it's experience, but it's also focus, discipline, enthusiasm. All and, those things haven't waned. And but you're also not out of touch. Like you ever see some old comedians? I won't say names, but I see them do stand. Like, oh, bro, you open up fucking Twitter. <laughs> You're talking about fucking Nonsense. Jersey Shore, right? That right. show hasn't been relevant in seven yeah. years, dumbass. But he or they're just not current, you know. They have no idea. I think, look, stand-up comedy is a constant <clears throat> pursuit. You take like I, I took a couple days off from this weekend, right? I did this weekend with Chappelle. I took Sunday and Monday off, and then Tuesday I got to get back on the horse again. And you got to really get back on the horse. You got to go over the notes. You can't half-ass it. You got to really prepare. And you've been doing it for how long? Forever. Forever. You got to come out guns blazing every Forever. time. 
And then, you know, obviously I'm gearing up for this weekend. I got a sold-out show at an arena in Portland on Friday night. You're at arenas, bro. Arenas. arenas. I'm playing where basketball teams play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking shit. It's so cool. It's he, is Ian going with you yeah. for this one? Yeah, and Allie. Allie Makovsky. She's, she's great. Too. Love she's Allie. Great. Yeah. Love Allie. She's I a love monster. Watching, and she's like 22. I love watching her get better. And She's so smart. She's a beast, man. She hard works hard. Too. She works hard. She was with me last night at the improv. She's with me tonight at the <clears> ice house. She grinds. Kids always grinding. Dude, I had uh, or Derek Poston as uh, my feature, and uh, he's been with me for a while. He's at comedy uh, he's store. Hilarious. Door- he's great. He's from Memphis, and we did shows in Nashville. Uh, and his parents came to the show. A, his dad was white as fuck, so I was a little confused. And his mom <laughs> was super dark. That's whatever. But I was just like, wow, how's this happen? I felt like a proud dad telling them oh, how good he's doing. I started great. tearing up like this guy, man. The dad was like, "All right, man, be cool." He's got real potential. I mean, Dude, real I'm, I'm talking killer, potential. Joe. There's there's yeah. guys, friends of ours that are comedians who brought Derek on the road, and he crushed so hard. He they don't bring him anymore. <laughs> when they told him, like, "You're coming with me, bro." That's, That's how hilarious. I met him. Like, You're coming with me. That's hilarious. He's been doing comedy like three years. I think he's been doing uh, six or seven. Really, really? But I mean, you know, it's no. a small amount of time oh. for you to be scared of him. Yeah, he's a monster, man. Well, you know, that's nice. It's, we need more. You know, I'm I'm a big encourager of young comedians. We need more. We need as many as we can. You know, what's really funny. Who oh, I had uh, work with me at the Improv the other night is Jimmy O Yang. You oh, he's him? amazing. Hilarious. Oh, I worked with him at the uh, comedy store rather. I saw him at the Improv, and then I had him come and do a set. Yeah, I brought show. him up. Uh, I went after him at the Improv, and I was like, he destroyed all seven people. Funny dude, and too. And then, yeah, he, he's amazing. Really he's a good great guy, comic. too. And funny off stage, just a fun dude. It was so funny. Me and him, we're, we were at the Improv, and uh, we're chilling in the back talking, and this like random Asian dude comes up to him and goes, are you Chinese? And he goes, no, I'm actually not. And he goes like through this whole Asian thing, and he, the guy leaves. Fucking hate that man. It was Asian people, dude. It was so funny. What nationality is Jimmy? I think he's Korean. I think Jimmy, don't kill don't me. Fuck I think up. he's Korean. Don't fuck this up. Oh, I hope not. I, I got a bunch of Asian people that work for me. I mess it up all the time. Do you think Asian people do that with white people? Like, are you Portuguese? I don't think so. It's pretty are you obvious. Polish? Right? Pretty obvious. Are you Polish? Are you Polish? Are you Swedish? What are you? Never. They just go, oh, you're white. He's born in Hong Kong, according to Wikipedia. Fuck, man. Fuck. It's tough, dude. It's tough. I got a Filipino that works for me, and I got a Korean. Have you been watching those fucking protests on TV? Where at? Hong Kong. Oh, no. They've been going nuts, dude. And they're making changes, aren't they? It's been going on forever. Yeah, it has been going for a hot second. I've been avoiding the news with the mass shootings. I got nothing gets me into depression like mass shootings, man. No, it's a bummer, man. It's a bummer, and it's like, you know, I had Bernie Sanders on yesterday. That's what know? scares me even more. When you had him on, you go, Bernie, what are you going to do with this? No answers. No one has an answer. No one. But Bernie, also Bernie Sanders is smart as fuck. Ass- banning Nothing. assault rifles, and all the NRA people are like, good luck with that. See, but here's my thing. I know you got a how, big How you gonna, you got to take them away gun? from people? No, you can't. <gasps> oh, my oh God. my God. We're looking at a photo of Hong Kong right now, and it is the most insane crowd of people that are filling the street. It looks like a sand it. of beach sand of people. It's like the women's march times a million on steroids. Oh, that women's march was weak as fuck. No, this is serious There's shit. No here. pussy hats there. No, they're ready to kill. No, they're ready. So, <laughs> they're ready to what eat is dick. what is the problem? So 
What there, there was anti extradition bill that people are. Oh, because yeah, they they extradite people to China to get prosecuted. Correct. Is that what it is? Yeah, and they they, they don't want that shit. Anti extradition. Okay. Okay. Um, process series of ongoing demonstrations in China, in Hong Kong rather, against the fugitive offenders and mutual legal assistance in criminal matters legislation amendment bill proposed by the government of Hong Kong. This legislation was proposed by the Security Bureau in 2019 in response to a murder that occurred in Taiwan the previous year, which the suspect had fled to Hong Kong as a special administrative region. Hong Kong is jurisdictionally distinct from mainland China and maintains a separate governing and legal system under the one country, two systems principle. The regional government was unable to transfer the fugitive to Taiwanese authorities, citing a lack of formal extradition arrangements between the two jurisdictions. Hey, Hong Kong, pick hmm. your battles, bro. Yeah. If enacted, the bill would allow local authorities to detain and extradite people who are wanted in countries or territories that Hong Kong does not have extradition agreements with, including mainland China. Well, the problem is that Hong Kong, until Communist? certain... Yeah, well, Hong Kong was, was controlled by Britain. Right until a certain amount of time, and then they gave it back to China, and the people that live there are very unhappy with the shift from. I think it was Great Britain. God, they're pissed. Yeah, talk well, about man. You got the well, dedication. China is, is very. It's so rigid. I mean, they're so oh, authoritarian brutal, and scary. You're lucky Cal's not here. You'd have a three-hour podcast. He <laughs> went, did you say Hong Kong, China? Yeah, Let me break it down for you. Um, here's my thing. Back to the the mass shootings and the gun control with the semi-automatic weapons. If they said, hey, man, if we get rid of semi-automatic weapons, there won't be any more mass shootings like this. Don't you think in general most people are like, yeah, cool, take them, man. No. Are they that fun? No. Are they that cool That's to not, shoot? People would not do that. There's the, Why do you need them? Doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you need them. Oh, it's it's a so stupid, Joe. Listen, it is stupid. It's a real problem, man. The problem Kids are is, dying left and right. Okay, but you're looking at it the wrong way. You got to look you at think? it in terms yes, in terms of the, the way they're looking at it. They're not going to say, okay, you take them. Because their idea is the government eventually wants all your guns. And they're going to start with assault rep weapons and then work their way to all weapons. What if they and just stop that assault? Unarmed. You're looking at worst case scenario. What if it's just assault because of the mass shootings? Because they don't think that they should be able to do that. They think that the government does not have the ability to take away your guns. But we and have a problem. Not, the problem is crazy people shooting people. The problem is not with guns. Automatic the problem weapons. is not guns shooting people, right? So oh, what are you going to do? You're going to go after those people that have the guns that have never done anything? Well, then you're going to say, well, the Second Amendment protects my right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, the amendment's written in the 1700s. That hasn't changed. It's true. The thing is, though, is if, if you get, hey, we have a problem. If we can get rid of these for now, um, I, in I the future, we're good to saying. go. What I'm saying is the NRA, Don't you think most Americans would be like, yeah, you're no, right, man. We don't need them that no, bad. No that's, chance. That's, that's mind-blowing to me. It is. But if people went, hey, Brendan, Ferraris are killing people left and fucking right, dude. You got to get off the road with this thing. So many people are dying. Like, get rid of the fucking Ferrari. Yeah, but that's a simplistic perception of what's actually going on. No one's going to think about it that way. They're going to think, I mean, the people that don't have guns are going to think about it that way. The, but the people that are I'm a Second owner. Amendment enthusiasts are going to say, this is a slippery slope. And I if know. you give them any ground, like They're Joe Biden has been saying, we're going to take your assault weapons. This is one of the things that Joe Biden has said publicly. And this is one of the reasons why the people that are pro Second Amendment are never going to vote for him. Yep. They think that. If you give in in any way, shape, or form, they're going to take a slippery mile. slope, and they're going to take away pistols. I mean, California's already reduced the size of the magazines, but that actually, I think that was voted back 
like I think that was ruled to be unconstitutional. They had like limited magazines, like you only have a magazine like six rounds or ten rounds or something like that. No, it was ten. I think they're trying to make it lower, but that that has been reversed, I'm pretty sure. Here's my thing with the mental health. Everyone goes, well, America has a mental health problem. There's a mental health problem all around the world. We just have a gun problem. That's not true. The mental you think health, it's just here? The mental health problem in the United States is extremely exacerbated by the use of psych drugs. There's way, way, way more God, psych Europe drugs. has problems too, brother. They don't have nearly as many prescribed drugs in Europe as they do. Are you in sure? America. Yes. SSRIs. I mean, you talk to Bernie Sanders. No, well, I, no I do you. know. I, I do know no, because I've talked to saying. psychologists. Yeah, you've probably done your research. It's, it's this pharmaceutical lobby in this country. Look, obviously, not everybody on psych drugs is out murdering people. The, the problem is... A, a, many 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 layers right there's people that are abused there's people that grow up with a lot of violence there's people that grow up and they you know there's they're psychotic they they have psych drugs the psych drugs are disassociated can't some people just be bad apples though like does it always have to be a mental illness like all these shooters just happen to have mental illness all of them well some just don't suck at life Maybe some suck at life, but almost all of them. I mean, in the high 90% are on psych medication. Oh, yeah? Yes. And as coming from someone who's who was murdered by his wife when she was on an SSRI and on cocaine, like people, when they're on those drugs, it's, it's a varying reaction. And suicidal thoughts are very common, as well as homicidal thoughts, very common. And also... The, the feeling that things aren't real. The people that I've talked to that were on SSRIs that got off of them, one of the things that they all say is that nothing seemed real. That's no crazy. No matter what you did. Like a video like everything, game. Like yes, a simulation. Yes. Everything that's why felt they're doing. blank. And those kids are, yeah. Yeah. Everything God. felt flat. I think that's a big problem. Yeah. For sure, a crazy person with a, a semi-automatic weapon is a real problem, and you would want to take a semi-automatic weapon away from a crazy person. The other, but the problem is, if there's a guy like you who has a semi-automatic weapon, and you have a ranch somewhere, and you just like shooting coyotes and fucking, fucking metal targets that are out in the distance, and you don't harm anybody, and you're a good person, you are technically protected by the Second Amendment. And why it. should you? But okay, but then what about your pistol? Should you take your pistol? What about your shotgun? What if you get a shotgun and you fucking keep reloading? But why not it just automatic? You, but again, to the, the with shotgun, they're not going to kill as many people. Depends on whether or not the people are armed. If the people are not armed, they're running around a mall. You can kill a lot of fucking people with a shotgun. Not as many with the automatic. Yes, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, here's what the scary thing to me. You're one of the smartest people I know. Bertie Sanders is a smart motherfucker. This he lives in this world. When you said, "What are we gonna do?" His answer, I was like, "That was yeah. as good as mine." Yeah, it's you're, Fuck, you're right, dude. You're right. There's no That's one what out scared there. Me. That, it's a good thing to be scared because there's no one out there who has a shining light. Like one answer, you're like, that's it. The smartest minds it. in the world. Yeah. And I'm listening, I'm like, well, I've thought of that. That's well, not going to work for me, dude. The, the Joe Biden answer is the dumbest answer. We're going to take away your guns. You're going to have a civil All war. All guns? You can't, you can't no, take away people's guns. Well, he was ta saying take away assault guns and assault rifles. You're not going to do that. They're not going to give them well, up. The, the, it's not constitutional. Let's it's say they do do difficult. it, Joe. Let's say they do do it. There's too many out already. Right? There's too many on the market. There's so let's say you There's 400 million guns in this country. And how many people? There's 300,000 people in this. Or 300, 300 million. million. There's 100 400. million more guns than there are people. Okay. So you're not, so if you stop the manufacture of automatic uh, guns right now, there's still 100,000 more than people out there. And then you'd have to go get them. But so you'd the, have to go door to door and search well, people's houses. We can't do that. You can't, that's that, what everyone's thinking will happen. That's not realistic. Like the purge or some get, shit. How else are you going to get those guns from people? That's clearly not the answer, is it? 
That's no. never going to happen. No, it's not the answer. No, no one's going to give you those guns. So that's not the answer. I don't know what the answer is. I don't either. But the crazy thing is if you look at the mass shootings across the world, at the most in other countries, you see like two or three. I know. For us, it's over 300 already this year. Yeah. I think it's 270-something. And a mass shooting is three or more. Yeah. Um, the other thing to me that's interesting is I used to always think it was kids who – on or you know are in their basement and they're on Reddit they're these losers and they they have nothing to live for probably true some of them so most nine out of ten but then you got homeboy like uh, over in uh, where was it Ohio who had these chicks are coming out he's banging a few girls had a bunch of girls they're like man we saw signs he was always talking about mass shootings like well, he had fucking a rape say list. something he had a rape list in high school. <sighs> Yeah, they all thought he's fucked up. They all thought he was really fucked up. But he was also a Elizabeth Warren supporter who wrote uh, p- posts about the need for gun control after different mass shootings. I mean, he was a real left-wing guy. And this is something that the, the, the media is ignoring because it doesn't fit the narrative. Because the narrative is they're all white, male, right-wing, you know. And he was left-wing. He was left-wing. Like, yeah, he was a leftist. I mean, he, he wrote leftist, he, him, as his pronouns on his his page. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he was, but it has nothing to do with him. He's a psychopath. They're, they're saying the kid that they caught and got in, I don't want to talk about mass shootings, buns me out when did after this, we'll move on to something else. But um, they're saying the kid they caught in uh, El Paso, who the one who, who didn't end up dying, which he did die. But um, he was saying that uh, it shows no remorse. He's like, fuck yeah, I did it, man. And like, are you kidding me, dude? You killed kids. He's like, you're damn shot right. A, shot a baby. How crazy is that? Yeah. No. <sighs> and it's, he's gonna get a cushy fucking you know room. He's living better than you know most of these fucking immigrants that come here and get detained. It's they, it's insane, man. They should definitely kill him. And they, they should and uh, they definitely they should torture him, man. Uh, just just kill just ah. Just a just quick. It's, a, it's not fair, suffer, man. But having him suffer doesn't help anybody. It really doesn't. But the, having him around doesn't help anybody either. No, not, you're not going to reform that. Here's guy. the here's the good thing though. In his manifesto, he went. Hopefully, someone gets to me and shoots me, so I don't have to go through the legal system. That's way worse. It'd be way better to die real quick. So at least he doesn't want this. That's a good thing. Why is it all white dudes? <laughs> it's not weird. Question. You know, Charlemagne. White people are crazy, bro. Charlemagne actually put that that it was all these white guys, that white guys are the biggest threat in terms of terrorism in America, and Instagram took his post down. How crazy is that? They're, they're more of a threat than ISIS. But he had Way photos more. of all these different white guys who committed mass murders. And as a white guy, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, those, me too. I went, no shit, Charlemagne. Yeah. yeah, you right. But they took his post down. Well, and how then, crazy is that? then they put it back up. They put You're it damn back right up. they did. Yeah. Charlemagne has some power, man. Well, he made his case, and he's correct. He, he had literal photographs of all the different people that were white that have committed mass murders. They just look like shit. Named the last time. The last time there was a black guy that committed a mass murder was those fucking guys in D.C. They were shooting people out of their car. Are you talking about the S- D.C. That? sniper? Yeah. It was a son and uh, uh, father, yeah? It was a guy and a younger guy. Were the, was uh, I don't son think and the younger guy was his son. He, that's a serial killer, though, yeah? Yeah, not so much a mask. He's right. doing he wasn't one at doing a time. One, yeah. yeah, he wasn't killing three. Right, but that was scary because people were just at like gas stations getting murked well, you know by this fucking sniper up? in his van. Well, no, he had a car and he, he had a sniper's nest. Like he, he would shoot out of the trunk. Oh, that's right. So he had a hole in the trunk. We put the barrel out of the trunk. I mean, that's and, scary, dude. Yeah, I mean, he would just see people in the distance and just unload. Dude, have you seen that? We'll move on from. Have you seen the documentary? Uh, um, I, it's like Terrorist John, ISIS John. It's a documentary on HBO. Oh, no. I heard that's crazy. Jihadi John. Jihadi John. Yeah, I heard it's crazy. Good fucking memory. 
Yeah. I heard it's crazy. Did you see it? Oh, it's fucking good, dude. It's crazy. This was a like a normal dude, grew up in England. He was a refugee, right, from I think Syria or something like that, somewhere over in the Middle East. Comes to England, played foot soccer, football as they call it, grew up normal, had friends, was just a normal dude, and then just went freaking What happened to him? They had these girls that went over from England too and they joined ISIS and they're trying to get out and now they can't. Yeah, because they got over then the homies are running a train on you yeah. at one PM every day. That's the way yeah. it goes. Yeah. You fucking morons. And you gotta dress like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. <laughs> dress like a ninja well, for the I wonder rest of what your life. they thought it was. How, how stupid thought. do you have to be? You gotta be pretty stupid. What the fuck were you thinking? You're going to dress like a ninja, and the homie's going to run a train on you every day. What do you think you're going to do with front, front and center with automatic rifle firing at Americans, you morons? I wonder what they thought. I wonder if they thought they were fighting for good. Imagine if that's your daughter. Your daughter goes and joins ISIS. Like, oh. See, I was thinking about this. Uh, the, the Manson murders. Why I'm so into it, I have no idea. i got problems. But the Manson murders, those girls were like 17 and 19. Mm-hmm. Imagine when you were 17. Well, they were also homeless. So you're dealing with people that were probably abused, crazy. Crazy. And abused. Then this was, that was their family, right? This was like the first time they had ever had like real family. And and they didn't know the murder, what the, exactly they were going to do till they got to the house. Then they're like, all right, I guess one girl dips out. The other two are like, all right, let's How do this. How crazy was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, th- their depiction of it? Did that you see twist. It? You saw that movie, right? Loved it. <laughs> I cannot get enough of the 60s. I want a 68 Ever- Porsche. Great in that movie. like Amazing. Yeah. I mean, Brad Pitt was great in that movie. Leonardo DiCaprio he was great He should win an Oscar. Movie. They were both amazing. How, both about, how about the way they uh, depicted uh, Bruce Lee? That was fucked up. Was it? Was, was it? it? Was it not? I don't know. Like I and I'm sure Bruce Lee's daughter's gonna jump all over us for the, the stuff I've heard. Bruce Lee was a philosopher. Was he a fighter? Was he really that much of a badass? I don't know. Like I've heard, I've heard he is. I've heard from people like, no, he's never been really a lot of fights. I've heard, I've heard both. So what I thought was great is they put like Quentin Tarantino put his perspective on it, where it's like I've heard that narrative and I loved it because I've, what I've seen it both have ways. You heard where he wasn't that much of a badass. Like he doesn't have a, a crazy record. Yeah, but there wasn't just that. It was he was a dummy. In the movie. And the problem was in real life, there's no evidence that he was ever like an egomaniac dummy. He was a very interesting guy and very insightful. And I do, and I believe, and he was like a philosopher and he's brilliant. But when it comes to actual toughness, we don't, we don't know. We don't, we don't know for sure. But that, that's one, you've heard that narrative before, right? What narrative? That like, like he's not an actual tough guy. Well, what I had heard was that it at the time he was incredibly innovative in terms of martial arts, but he didn't really fight. And he had like a sparring match once at a tournament. Yeah. And he had some street fights, but he didn't. You know, he wasn't like John Jones. And that, but then the I've also heard that world. he was this badass and fought other dudes from dojos, and he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. I went. Yeah. Oh, I bet he's a mix of all. So that was not the problem, though. The problem is they made him look like a buffoon. There's no evidence. That I don't have a, a problem. It's a movie. Everyone's crying but about it. It's a it's movie Quentin about a real person who has a real legacy and a bunch oh, of people Oh come on, love Joe! Him. It's a fucking Quentin Tarantino movie, and the way that they I don't, don't want to give spoil the ending, but the ending too. That's not real. Well, that's true. 
then they had a totally different ending. Like but, you're li- you're living to make believe. Everything no no one's real in that, mm-hmm. except for like obviously the the ranch is real where they went. Charles Manson, who's barely in it, the Manson family. Yeah, but everyone they, they, everyone's kind of dumb. Like even even Leonardo DiCaprio, his character is a bit of a I'm kidding, he's a bit of a dumbass. Yeah, but that real guy might have been a dumbass. I mean, we don't know, but we do know. We don't know that about Bruce, Bruce Lee either. Yeah, but there's a lot of evidence that Bruce Lee was this brilliant, insightful guy, and in that movie they made him a caricature of that and you have a problem with that i did i yeah, stood up and i didn't like clap <laughs> i don't have a problem with it because it's Why not it's not stand up and clap? it was so good because i thought <laughs> i thought bruce lee's gonna beat the fuck out of brad pitt <sighs> Oh, and then when hilarious. you see that, I went, I went. That twist is hilarious because yeah. I don't expect it. And I, I think of Bruce Lee as a badass, which he is. Whether he's been in a million fights or not, the way what he's done for martial arts is is unprecedented. It's amazing what he did. So to, that twist for me in the movie, that's what I want from what the movie. What was the family's reaction? Oh my God, the sisters or I mean, his daughters pissed. They're You'd shame. be pissed if that was my dad. Yeah, like fuck you. And that movie's so big. Like fuck you guys. Because when's the last time Bruce Lee got brought up besides Jesse at Roots of Fight selling a Bruce Lee T-shirt? When's the last time he got brought the fuck up? The dude who played Bruce Lee was not quite shredded enough. Yeah, he should have been more shredded. Yeah, he just not quite shredded. Enough. See, I like the twist because a, it's not real. B, you thought Bruce Lee was gonna beat the fuck out of Brad Pitt. Oh, I did for sure. I was like, oh, he's about to get fucked oh, up. I knew Brad And also, was the way he, the, Bruce Lee doing that jumping, flying kick, his signature mm-hmm. kick, that's probably how it go down. You think <laughs> so? just, yeah. What are you talking about? With the guy who's been in fights? Like, get the fuck out of here. I think Bruce Lee's philosophy in real fights, though, was to keep in things simple, like leg kicks and quick punches. You're like, living in reality, Joe. You're living in the legacy of Bruce Lee, which is probably true. But in a Quentin Tarantino movie, that was fucking great, man. I thought that movie was brilliant across the board. I thought the, the movie was brilliant. I did not like the Bruce Lee things because I thought it, was, it wasn't necessary. It was, they, were, they made him look like a dork. But everyone sucks his dick. <laughs> so to mix it up, it's fantastic. <laughs> like Bruce Lee, everyone, you know, he's the best. And I agree, he's the best. So but It's a movie that's supposed to be about a real guy that has a real legacy. And they made him look like a buffoon. It's the but movies, that, though. I know, but they... they you know, you're making the guy look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, but anyone he who wasn't really an idiot. No, he wasn't an idiot at all. Not yeah. at all. He's a brilliant philosopher, but and what the, he did for martial arts is is, yeah. is amazing. But in the movie, that's what's great. <laughs> that's what's great because we know he he's great, and you assume he's going to beat up Brad Pitt. You're a, you're a weird fucking guy. I don't know why you like. I think that's good. Yeah, I like the twist. Like if he would have beat Brad Pitt up, I would went. All right, well, all right, yeah. moving on. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought Brad Pitt was going to fuck him up. Oh, I didn't. Brad Pitt knew how to fight. Yeah. He was a bigger guy, and he knew how to fight. And the reality is, a bigger guy who knows how to fight, who really knows how to fight, is going to fuck up a 130-pound Chinese Oh, you're guy. thinking about it too much, dude. I do think about things you thought too of it much. Way That's too what much. I do, though. Yeah, you do. You're like, yeah. Oh, I love it. I like it. the twist. I love the twist. <laughs> His family you, was furious, right? You got anything on that? His, his daughter's pissed. She did a, a video. Mockery, but I'm, <clears throat> I was looking into uh, just people talking about what really happened, I guess, or this might come from a story from some- Oh, there was a real interaction between I'm the two stuntmen? That's what I'm trying to figure Dude, out. Dude, I got to piss so hard. Came Go ahead. Let's, let's wrap this up. It's already 4.30. Is it? Get the fuck out of here. Um, good night, everybody. What's going on? Uh, T-Fat K? Where's I'm, your, where's I'm your in, comedy date? Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm in Portland next week Woo! with uh, Derek Poston and Chappelle Lacey. Portland Helium, Thursday, Spell Friday, Lacey's Saturday. Hilarious too. Monsters, dude. Great guy. It's been a good show. And you then after that, do a backflip? Yes. 
He's a male cheerleader. He's wider than you and me. He's a gorilla. Yeah. He's so powerful. He's like Green Day. He threw this girl up. The girl weighed like 100 pounds, threw her up in the air, caught her on one hand, and she's standing on his hand. I'm like, God damn, that dude's strong. However, we played basketball at my house, and he couldn't get through a game of 21. Love Chappelle, though. Why not? Not in shape for basketball, bro. Oh, you mean exhausted? Yeah, he's, he's so tired. T- he's so oh, tired. He's starting to jujitsu. Yeah, I know. That's what he said. He said he loves it. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm in uh, Portland uh, next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Portland Helium. Then after that, I'm in Houston, then Denver, September. Get your tickets. Holla, tfatk.com. Yes, sir. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. All right. Uh, bye, everybody. See ya.